Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. But now I fully know what I'm going to say. I thought about it. I didn't even sleep last night. I slept for like two hours. I didn't even know. How am I going to articulate this? And then it hit me. Storm is upset being bullied by older people. Yeah. And Wiley's upset with Tinchy Strider, Tabby Temper, Digital Rascal, whoever else is coming, Grime, done Grime for a period of time. Yeah. When they can make a more commercial sound that appeals to more people, fuck yeah. off. He's just upset with that. Oh, yeah, I'm listening. And then they do nothing for Grime. So if you say you fuck off, that's yeah. Skepta, he's not doing some commercial stuff. Yeah. Every way better in the show, he's there. Every underground thing, he's there. So he's still finding the compromise with everyone in the world might not know Grime, but the community of Grime still know this man. Yeah. If you're not doing that and saying I'm this big global guy and then coming back to the grammar, which is much smaller and saying let me just bring some more people over here. Imagine we've got this room here and we need as much people here as possible. I need to keep going because I'm poet, I can convince the people in the other room to come. So I run to the room, I come in this room, come in this room. Yeah. Stormzy doesn't do that. Yeah. Tinchy didn't do that, Tiny didn't do that, but Wiley does that. He'll do this big song Bosey and mm. then go and clash Stormzy and mm. make grand rhythms. He's just bringing loads of people to grab like, come here, come here everyone, come. and he doesn't care how he does it. He's the type of man, he's the joker. He'll find the most sinister way to make his point. The most sinister way. He doesn't mm. give a shit who he hurts, because the most important thing is he's going to say, I need to fill up Graham. Because once I know Graham can make millions, mm. I can chill out. But until then, I can't chill out, because I'm a millionaire. Soon's you're a millionaire, but you're a millionaire of pop worlds, but you keep saying Graham. So now everyone's going to think that's Graham. Which means this world that I've actually created is going to die because no one's going to think this is grand. You've got the loudest voice and you're saying, that's grand. We're fucked. How do we do this? Fuck it, I'll clash you. You're not grand, you're shit, you're this, you're that. Now what are you saying? And then I bring loads. And I have to stop you though, because huh? Stormzy doesn't always... Stormzy's the first person to say that he doesn't just make grand. Though. And he's never just made grand. 100 million percent so like so people might is, people might misinterpret what he's doing as no, grime but he never world? says that because he's talking culture clash he's talking video shoots so grime world so come stormzy let's grow together and for whatever reason stormzy walked away he used it for whatever he wanted to do and i'm not saying it's wrong he's a young kid do the fuck you want but he soaked that in he soaked that in kanye west on stage he got brought by skeptic he soaked all of that in mm. 
And that was you blinded by your grace. Like if I knew you were gonna do that the whole time, I think it's a bit. I harsh. don't think I. Would. I get. I get what you're saying, but, but I think he's wrong for it. He's not actually wrong, Chucky. He but can do it, fuck he wants. No one can't tell him nothing. But the way that it's being said, the way that it's being said is that he like that he's done something wrong. No, he's done something wrong because if you look at it on broad scale, he's not and he's not intentionally gone out and said I'm gonna do this to Graham. But Graham is such a sensitive world, which is underappreciated. If you're not here for the long run, you can't be here for four months. You can't be here for a year. We're not that big yet. But he's been here from the beginning, though. No, he's been Stormzy from the beginning. Yeah. He's made music from the beginning. Exactly. But the wor- first world, it wasn't the trap world. No. It wasn't the rap world. No. It wasn't the singing world. The first world to say, come, let's roll, was what? Was Gran. And he now doesn't make Gran. He, he does make Gran. Come on, the last Bro, have you heard his album? His album, like, you may not like it, but he's got like five Grime songs on his album. But it's right, not so a Grime then, album. So then I might as well say Lady Sovereign make Grime. That's a different conversation. My conversation is, is the Grime that he makes is not authentic Grime. It's compromised. Doesn't matter, it's Grime. It does Wiley matter. Flow sounds Grime to me, bro. Wiley Flow's a Seriously. Wiley. So that's huh? all just like, Wiley Flow's a send Wiley. And I don't blame him. I hear that. I, I don't listen, blame I, him. I hear that still. And I'm not saying he's wrong, you know. You're thinking that. You're but I'm saying that he makes grime though. Whether we right. think it's authentic or not. No, I, do you know, do you know what? Do you know shut what? Up with I hate, do you know what though? Shut up Some with people will just say that. Where that, do you know we're we're, like this is just old people conversation now, because no, it doesn't sound as how it sounds like how traditionally it sounds back in the day. But no, it's grime. Because, because no, because grime is grime. It's I can't just though. make whatever I want and call it. I didn't make grime. But he's Maybe making you, grime, bro. Fam, I listened to that and I said, what the fuck? Fam, this is, the most this cool. is like, it's it like might not be Moore, good. It's like calling Macklemore hip hop. Like, that will bro, hurt me. The com- this is what I think that you're getting mixed up here. Yeah. What is grime and what is good? You might think that what he's no. making is not good, but it's no, grime. No, but he is capable. It's like, if you're making something watered down, like, it's like when I go to, I don't know, let's go think of, if I go rum kitchen. Yeah. Man can't tell me it's not a Jamaican dish. But it's not a Jamaican dish. I know what you mean, but like, that's you still, know what I mean. wouldn't. <laughs> but you're trying to. But it's still in a Jamaican restaurant. I Listen, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, plate, I get there's that. There's rice and peas, there's chicken, I get that. all the elements of what is considered Jamaican food. But we all know there's just a little recipe that mummy knows that makes it like your mum will make it, and you're like, yeah, this is authentic. It's grime, though. I can't lie to you. Fam, He's making grime. Wiley man. flow might be grime, but the rest of it, cuz, is. I've listened to it. But he's but the thing is, he's consistent. it's not like this is the thing, yeah. It's not like I know that he came through with Grime, but his projects have always been what it has been. It's not like he's changed. His projects have never changed. In fact, Dreamer's Disease only had one Grime record on it. I remember you saying this a long time ago in the podcast that you when you first listened to Stonty, there was no Grime on it. Oh, there was one 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 Grime song. I remember it. But this is my thing. Circumstances change. Now I can say to you, Stonty has every right to walk away from World of Grime. I don't think he's walked away from In terms of, no, the world of grime isn't 140 BPM song on your album. The world of grime is the, the culture. Sisters, the jammers and the yeah. culture. And I don't fucking blame him. If I was him, I would have walked years ago. I don't think you would have walked away. Oh, I would have. Do you know why? Because You're still here. Because he's a prodigal son. No, but I'm giving circumstances. Because he's got so much attention on him. Yeah. Because he's so big. Everyone's putting all this pressure on him that he has to carry this whole thing and consistently be loyal to it. Says who? Well, I also... He don't have to do that. Also, though, also, don't you think that, like, when I analyse Stormzy's career, really, yeah, mm-hmm. especially from now up to then, I've, personally, I've never heard him just claim him just being grand. Not at all. But one thing I've always seen him be 
is unapologetically black. Oh yeah. And I feel like oh. that is his thing. More that's important than anything. But the thing so is, I that's think, a different conversation. So, so no, but I'm, what I'm saying is, is that Great I think that if there's anything that he would outrightly come out and claim is that. But I don't think he would disagree with people saying you're not like 100% grime because I don't think he even considers himself that anyway. I think, do you know what I think here? I think that, I, this is what I think. I think Stormzy thinks, yeah. Stormzy grew up in an environment where obviously that's just what people listen to and you took part in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he did it, he so happened to be good at it or whatever. But at the same time, he is inspired by a lot of different things and he's used that from the absolute get-go. So for example, I don't know if he went church when he was young, but let's just say for argument's sake he did. Yeah. So boom, he's gone church from the get-go. And so now when he starts u- doing his project, he uses elements of that. Yeah. He uses elements of all of these. Like he, he always talks about his sisters listening to R&B music and all that type yeah, of shit. Does. So he's like grabbed all of these influences, but his foundation of obviously where he's come from is grand. Yeah. Yeah. But he still grabbed everything that he likes and he's trying to make the best that he can out of all of that. And I don't think he's ever claimed anything other than the blackness. That's and it. That's why, and that's just what I say to you. Kano's beats on his first album were all one forty, but it's yeah. a grime album. What? Well, so no, on well, his first album wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't all one forty. It wasn't no, because his his intro was a so, his intro where he was rapping. So, but it's still one of the best grime albums. Yes, but do you know why? It's the ingredients, my brother. It's just a little bit of seasoning. It's the way he packages it. It's the way he operates. The way Stormzy operates is a very rude boy. Just black while we're man. here, quickly. This was the intro. Rude boy. By the way, yeah. I remember. Oh wait, is this all recorded? This is the one, man. Uh, oh, no rules. <laughs> Listen, this is this. Don't talk to me about Kano. I, I, I Kano remember, yeah. I remember. This was like obviously Wiley, but when do you remember when Kano and Wiley was in the basement and they was going back and back, back? Uh, they was going back and forth at each other years ago, yeah. Yeah. That was like floating around. That was like, like in Jammer's basement, anyway. Yeah. Charger, Them two was like going back and forth for time. Mm. Then. Where I felt like Kano got Wiley at that time was when it got to the part where they were rapping. Because that was the part where I realised, oh shit, this guy can actually rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So then anyway, Kano ends up, starts creating a buzz, all of these type of things. The album Home Sweet Home comes out. And then the intro. Are you mad? I can't remember where I was when I first heard this, yeah? I do. But I just remember how I felt when I first heard oh, it. Man. And I thought... Like one of us doing this. And also, the beat wasn't like a typical, even though the beat was super slowed down, it wasn't like a, an American rap beat. It was like one of the man names gone in the studio and done like a 95 BPM thing. Just for those who don't know. But you can't play a lot of it, you get taken out. Doesn't matter. Watch him now, watch him. Also, just like, just for, just an element of geekiness here, yeah. See when you slow it down to like a 95 or 100 BPM and you start using like certain lyrics or whatever, it's, your lyrics sound so separated if you don't do it properly. Like when you're sitting on the rhythm properly, it's very different. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like the flow, you have the to way, use the flow, the way that you deliver the words and that. I do, I do, I do. Just a little bit more. 
out so I find fights, one every five nights. And I ain't weak, I can rhyme tight, but just let me let the beat say something for a second. That's fine, Mike. You know, vice versa, Mike. Oh my god, it hit me, Chuck. But yeah, the rest of it was pretty much grime. It's hit me. Nine to five is the best song of that album for me. It just it, like, changed my life. Do you Demon know what? Um, it's hit me. Whatever happened to Demon? He's done. One time we done that's the rap. We went to the barber shop. He was in the back. He didn't want to be spoken to. Serious? Yeah, I respect it. I respect it. Um, so can I just interrupt you one last time? Do what you want, man. It's all rules. It's just one of those days. Typical. See, now, this is what I'm going to say to you. Don't, 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 don't. Because now we're going to smash up the whole thing. Because you know what gets oh, onto the remix? You didn't even know what gets onto the remix. He just went mad. He gets just went mad. But this is what I'm going to say to you, Chucky. It's just hit me again. Oh, fuck. This all might be our generation's fault. Really? Yes. It's just hit me. No one should be angry at Stormzy. All the sins are a waste of time. I, I, this is all the waste of time. It's hit me. I think something different now. Go on. That world that Kano made that album in mm. doesn't exist anymore. No, it doesn't. And I mean by the, just the temperature. Like when you went to events and you always felt a little bit on edge and you know how, you know yeah, what I'm talking course. about. That allows you to create that Sonic. Yeah. That's not the world we live in no more, no. which means Stormzy couldn't make something like that, which means this is the most he could probably do. This is the most anyone could probably do. Yeah, I mean, it's- In terms of going to make a great album and do what it needs to do. The only problem for me is it doesn't sit in the places that I would like Stormzy's music to sit. Okay. I don't hear it in the barbershops. I don't hear it when you're hoovering. I don't, I'm not saying I know every one black person in the world, but mm -hmm. I'm just saying I speak to enough people. I have a large group of people. I go to a lot of people's houses and so on and so forth to just hear things in passing. Hmm. And I don't, but this, re <laughs> but this, this track, cuz. I, I, I think I understand what you mean as well. Do you understand just, what I mean? Just, just on but it's this not that point, it's bad. Just on this point as well, yeah. Mm. I think one of the reasons why that might be mm. is, and maybe it's unfair to do this because we just listened to Kano's Home Sweet Home, yeah? It's so it's unfair to make the comparison, but I'm just having to do this anyway, yeah? I think the difference is, is right. that like, the, the the commercial side or the stuff that went commercial from Kano's album back then was still very much. Ah! But I think with Stormzy's, a lot of the stuff that everyone kind of talks about really, like from the broader scale, mm. is usually like the, the Blinded by Your Graces, the um, maybe the song with Ed, because obviously Ed is fucking, Ed is who he is, isn't it? And then obviously a few bits and pieces here and there. So that element of like grit is still there, but there's a lot of, of the evident commercial sounding stuff, which might be one of the reasons why it doesn't live in the barbershop the same way something like this would have lived in the barbershop. Do you know where I'm coming from? Because even Gets knows. When Gets does Gets for me, yeah. I'm just going to smash everything in my house and close out my children. But when there's all this sort of other stuff, which is still good, it just doesn't, it, it, it doesn't, and maybe it's just me, maybe it's just because of me, who I am. It just doesn't sit with me the same way yeah, yeah. as I would listen to Gets Unapologetic. Never feel guilty for feeling like something is not for you. But I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I have to make this very clear. Okay. I do not want to hurt people's feelings under any circumstances, whether it's the truth or nothing. I just don't want to do it. I'm tired. 
there's I've a difference. There's a difference, 15, though. No, but Chucky, I've done this thing for 14 years. Yeah. I've uh, upset a lot of people. I'm yeah. genuinely, for myself personally, exhausted of that responsibility. So I'd rather <laughs> someone else do it. I don't want to always be the antagonizer. I'm tired that it's like I am the bad guy. The only time people call me is if there's a conversation that no one else is going to talk about because they know I don't care yeah. and I'll talk about it. So then the reputation I have is yeah. poets a troublemaker. Like I'm just really tired of that. No, that I affects that me so full circle. So it's like I want to make it very clear. I'm not here to upset anyone. I'm not yeah. here to get RTs and more likes. I don't care about any of that. Same. What I am here is to protect the one thing that has allowed me to feed my friends, my family, yeah. which is this this culture, this whatever it is, whatever it's defined by. I call it grand purely because where I come from. So when I see certain things happening, yeah. I'm like, I get it. If this if if I, if people begin to think that certain songs are an interpretation of grime. Where does that leave the people who authentically love Graham and are trying to make Graham to become commercial because their title and their sonic is being changed by a commercial market and no one's doing anything about it. So yeah. someone kind of has to go, fuck this, man's on this fighting team. Well, let me just say, <laughs> let me just say this here. Firstly, there's a difference between personal taste and being able to understand how things work. So mm-hmm. your personal taste might not gravitate to something and that's fine. Like no one should, you should not be shot down for not liking something or for liking something. But also understanding how things work is a different thing. There's bare times where like, I understand how certain things work, just not for me. But we love, in the, if we're sitting down and having a conversation with, about it, I'll explain to you or we'll express to each other how we feel about it. So there's a there's a difference there, isn't it? Mm. Also, the second thing is as well, which I was saying when after we finished recording the last time, is that one thing I think that's, Stormzy has been able to do which I think is a good thing to a degree too is that like the example that I used of how Drake's albums are so when you get a Drake album you have certain types of people that listen to Drake's album a certain way and then you have other people that listen to Drake's album a certain type of way too I always use the example of me sitting in the car with someone and they were like yeah let's listen to this Drake album I'm like cool and they've listened to every single song that I do not like off this album. All I don't personally, honestly, I'm a super Drake fan. So I and I, I I make no qualms with that. But if I'm honest, I don't always love the singing stuff. I don't love the slow jammy stuff. There's like certain songs on Drake's album that I've actually just never listened to all the way through. Maybe the first time I actually did, just talking about it, was um his last album, Scorpion, I listened to like some of the, cause I like some of the slow jammy stuff on there. And maybe that's because he's getting better at it, in my opinion, yeah. But like, that's just not really what I, I like him when he's rapping. And I think that what he, what Stormzy is trying to do, whether he's successful in doing it or not, is that he's trying to give an element of everything that he loves in one project, but also trying to give enough for every one of his fans. So if you are a Grime fan, then there's five songs of for course. you. If you are a, um, if you are about equality and all of these type of stuff, there's like three songs on there for for you. Um, if you if you are about the church thing, there's a couple songs. Stormzy is just about being so a black he's man black- in the hood, and he and he, I think he does it very well. Yeah, I think he does it very very. That's the only thing well. that I genuinely feel. I, I could be wrong, but that's the but, only thing I feel like he actually claims. And that's my my, un, my unapologetic okay, blackness. Oh yeah. Everything right. else, like I'm I'm here for because I love doing the music and I love music music as a whole. But I don't see him like fully like I don't see him as the guy that's like like 
I'm the spokesman for it. He just so happens to be in this, and we're gonna go through the decade, yeah. So you look at like how things were ten years ago to how it is now. Mm. He just so happens to be the guy who is at the pinnacle of this. Yeah, like he's he's and he said this. Sorry, it's one one thing just before you go. He's actually said in interviews that like he has reaped the benefits of the struggles that everyone else has gone through, and I think he feels. There's one question that I actually wanted to. Shall I ask, shall I say it now, or someone might teeth the question still? No, don't say it now. If if you're not now, right, bro, cool. if you've got something, well, say it from right, the cool. first. One of the questions that I actually want to ask, if someone asks this question afterwards, I know where it comes from. But boom. you're a tramp. I can tell you right now, yeah. you're a tramp. And the, one of the questions I actually want to ask him is if he feels, if he ever feels an element of survivor's guilt. Do you understand what I mean when I when what I mean by yeah, that question? I that. So because when I heard him say that, like. I have reaped the benefits of like people's struggles. Some people have struggled and not necessarily been able to come through in that same way and and you know change their family's life, their friends' lives, and all of that. There's levels and layers to a scene that ends up taking it to a place where it it, it can end up being like how it is now, yeah. And he's now the guy. Oh so when you're God. the guy now, and you look down and you're like, yeah, there's a scene full of people that are, act, that are completely doing their thing and smashing it or whatever. But there's also like a lot of people that put their life and soul into this thing and went jail. Man went jail and you can't even see them again now. Man got stabbed, man got man shot. Man got stabbed, man got shot, um, got beaten up, went on the rate, went on top of the roof and shit to put thing on the um the uh the transmitter on, on the thing, got arrested, chased by police, um, as I said, gone jail. Things didn't happen for them. Made sacrifice to a point now where it's like, you know what? I got a you. I can't do this anymore because I got to, you know what I mean? I got to find some money for my you. I got to do all of these things. But they still, all of these people, yeah, whether it be a lot or a little, they all contributed to making it how it is now. So when you're sitting at the top, that's where that question kind of comes from. You know, when you look back and you think, rah, like look at my life and look at what I what I've managed to get from all of this is there an element of survivor's guilt in there and that's just the then question we should I like all to ask. have survivor's guilt because we're all at the top in comparison to the first generation of, of black people that came to this country but you still got black man telling man suck your mum on the internet you still got <laughs> black man out here stabbing each other yeah. so if any if Stormzy's got survivor's guilt I hope all of us have survivor's guilt because the first generation of ethnic minorities to come to this country mm. had to go through some shit yeah of course some real shit for me to be sitting in here making a little podcast with my black friends like friend <laughs> no, do, you know, do you know what I mean like, like I think if that I is a question you. you're posing for him I think a lot of us should ask ourselves that same question because yeah. it's very easy to narrow it down to grime or to a genre of music but when you open it up and you take a look at it in life that's when I say even if Stormzy was doing something bad or even if Stormzy was claiming a sonic that he doesn't epitomise yeah. I just think as a 25 year old man there's much better things he's doing than that and I kind of think you just got to leave him alone. I just think mm. young people should be allowed to make mistakes. I think the older generation of people should leave them. And if they need advice, let them come to you and talk to you. But all of this sort of, why are you not doing this? And why are you not doing that? Your mum used to ask you that question when you were 25. Oh you ignored it, but now you've got older and you're just shouting at everyone that's young and you're expecting them to listen. Bro, I just, I, honestly, I genuinely feel the way young people are treated in not just this scene, but just in general, I actually don't like it. And I've been a and I've I've been a perpetrator of it. I've been someone that's kind of been 
the person that's made it more difficult for young people to grow. Mm. And I just I just can't do it no more in any aspect of anything. Mm. That's why I can't laugh at a man telling a 25-year-old man, suck your mum. Because yeah. me at 25, there's nothing funny about that. No, I hear that. Yeah, I'll put on a brave face for the cameras. Yeah, I'll laugh. For, but bro, like, I'm 25 years old. That woman's done everything for me. And the man's saying, suck your mum. Yeah, so I used to do that for the first one. I think year in, our, in, our, in our society, yeah, that's not cool, them bro. type of things. It's, it's not cool, bro. And you should know that because the boy is 25. As a, if, if man told me, suck your mum at this age, the most I would say is, I stopped breastfeeding a long time ago. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not really going to get, I don't really care. And I'm not suggesting that Stormzy does really care. But if he does care, as a 25 year old man, I just think he has every right yeah. to care about what an older man. It's saying down to you. And that's where I think it's just all confusing to me. Let young people make the mistakes, have grown conversations with them or have things that you do, Chucky. Like when you do, when you, the way you put things across in the podcast is so good. Like I, no, one was, no one should feel offended by what you're saying. They should phone you and say, oh, can we have a conversation about it? I get why people will be offended by what mm. I'm saying. I'm a bit cheeky. But with you, I don't get it. So it's like, I think we need more examples of what you do and what Vuj does and, other people in order to like sort of bridge the gap between these youngers and olders because essentially the older generation has kind of segregated themselves mm. if they created a safe space for people to come into I feel like the older generations always do that type of shit all sometimes. the time I remember like all hearing from ID. like yeah Fuck like off. the garage lot was doing it to when So Solid and them was coming through you know Mega would talk a lot about that well I don't even know if he actually proper talks in depth about that but I rem- like I know that there was like certain DJs that were embracing them like there was like a DJ called Martin Lana that was embracing um, like So Solid and all of that. Yeah, and there was a few DJs that was doing it, but there was like other DJs and MCs and that that were holding meetings, bro. Holding what? meetings, yeah. Holding meetings to stop So Solid from making a, do, eating a food. Stopping them from doing that. Prep. Huh? A vegan prep, you can't have a meeting in there. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. It's deep. Do you know what? That's Me- terrible. Mega's due to come on here from a long time anyway. But that's terrible. Chucky. Of course. But all of that is just speaking to like the older generation having some type of issue with what's new and what's happening or the and sound changing. That's one thing that like people, like, I understand that to a degree because sometimes it's super precious to certain people or whatever. But you know what? We like, we have to accept in life things evolve, man. Is Wiley Eminem then? You know, Eminem used to cuss Mariah Carey and NSYNC and it was more of a way of saying, don't brand me with them. I'm rap. I am not pop. Is Wiley just cussing Stormzy like, you know what? I'm grime, innit? Don't call him grime. Them man are not grime. Like, even if some one person says it, like, he doesn't really care, but he's just like, let me make this very clear. I'm grime. Them man ain't grime. I'm going to cuss him. Even if I lose, it don't matter. At least you now know I'm Grime and he's not. Is that his reason for doing the record? Mm, I'm a small percentage. I think why I think Eminem's whole thing was really rebellious. Yes, rebellious, seeking attention, and a marketing plan. Because he came, he came. You just giving me three things that I think Wiley is rebellious. Yeah, he's seeking attention, attention. and he's got a new album out. Shit, he's not wrong. I hear that still, but. I'm not saying he's Eminem full body. <laughs> I get, yeah, 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 yeah. When I actually, when but, I say the seeking attention, I meant like the levels of seeking attention that Eminem went through, went to, is just super extreme. But, Wiley went on Instagram yeah, three days true. ago and done A, B, C, D. Oh no! <laughs> seeking attention? My nigga! <laughs> Did you see his other video as well where they said, who won one more round? Who won Somebody one more round? Somebody said one more round. <laughs> 
Do you know what? I love Wiley. I love him. I but I love Stormzy. But I just don't love some of the things that Wiley does because I just think he's one of the most educated people in our scene. He's one of the smartest people. He should be at a label and tell you how to grow artists and so on. He's so intelligent. And I'm just like, with all that information, maybe that's just not Is he now just rich and just like... Bored. And like, you know, like some rich. rich people are cunts. Bored but there's rich. But there's, there's still truth in what they say. Yeah. So I think Wiley actually has a lot of truth in what he says. Yeah. He just needs to find the person to go and talk. Tell J2K. He has a great yeah. way of speaking and communicating. Yeah. But he doesn't understand because I had Mira come to my house the other day and Mira's confused by the message. And when I listened to Mira speak at the start, I was like, oh, but I understand where she's coming from mm. because she's probably thinking, oh man, I grew up, I love these guys. And then all of a sudden... You're talking about Mira May? Yeah, Mira, incredible girl, yeah. incredible human. And yeah. I just think, as again, she's another young person. I'm just thinking, raw, like maybe the person that I idolise and love so much, they're getting their message so fucked up. It confused me. I know it fucked up. Then I had a bit of a mango juice. Yeah. Man yeah. didn't stay. And yeah. now a man can understand that, bro, I just think you're the wrong spokesperson for this issue. But I like that you're bringing it up. And I like that you're making people conversate about it. Yeah. But if you really want the grime world to have the respect in which it does, what can you do to implement that irrespective of what someone else is saying? Because mm-hmm. if you grow the grime world, the way, and I know it's not easy, I know it's hard, but if you grow it the way you need to grow it, like who can tell you, who can come into the half cast podcast and say to us, Callum runs the show? We'd be like, no, Callum's part of the situation. No mm-hmm. one essentially runs a show more or less apart from Chucky. Mm-hmm. It's very clear. We make it very clear here. It's not like mm-hmm. something that's confusing. Mm-hmm. And I just think Wiley doesn't make it. And you don't say anything. You don't come here and say, this is all mine. Like, just your, mm-hmm. everything about you. We respect the position you hold. Mm-hmm. I respect the position I hold. Yeah. Callum respects the position he's hold. And we're all here together to make something great. Yes. I don't need to be the engine. I can just be the water in the car. I can be the, do you know what I mean? But yeah. I still respect Components. the position I have. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I still have a role to play. Yeah. I think Wiley needs to make that very clear. Like, this is the world of grime, or not him, but somebody. Yeah, this is the people. world of grime. These are the people that are integral. These are the people that really care about the growth of it. Let's try and help you lot be a part of this. And then, do you know what I mean? Do Rather you know than... Do you know what though? People, like, this is the thing. People do do that, I feel. I think people like talk about Wiley in that regard. And Stormzy does as well. But he, Wiley does just, he's an outlandish character. Yeah, so but still... if, if someone needs to make, and do you know what? This is why I wish some J2K is the only person, but I don't think I know he wouldn't do it. But he's just such a well articulated man, and he just I've got an example. He's amazing, go, boom, it's it's almost like gone. There's a lot of there's a lot of people who may not understand this equivalent, yeah. yeah. But it's almost imagine, yeah, yeah. old dirty bastard. I'm legend, with you. I'm right? with you. So now, old dirty bastard at a legend from what like is a legend from Wu Tang, whatever. Master imagine legend. he's like the guy. He's gonna have his moments where he's like not gonna he's not gonna move like the guy that we kinda but you know if you know him, you mm. just know that this is just what he's like. But there'll be young people that will grow up looking at old Dirty Buzz and think, what is this guy on? Like what is he on? But they need to and I wonder But they still need to understand that he's But who's the person that allows them to because I'm trying to play Artists that role. do. Artists do I don't I hope and so. Peers I hope do. they do. Like peers do. Any t- like the reality is, yeah. The no, reality see, is, regardless just, of anything, and we, we're doing it now, yeah. even though we might say Wiley's moving a bit mad here, there, whatever, or what, things are a bit off, we'll, at the end of it, always say, or even at the beginning, always, in every conversation, make it clear, man respect him to the highest but degree. But Chucky, this is the thing. And young people that watch this, yeah? That's the problem. Now, there we go. You've just identified it. That's the problem. Why did you have to say the part at the end? 
What's that? The young people? No. What? Oh, so why do we have to say that? No. You said the young people. Then what did you say? Um, that watch this. So if you don't watch this, how many more examples is there for you to go to go and see that Wiley's the goal without you just hearing it from one of your friends? You go on Twitter, everyone takes the piss out of him. Of course. Let's just keep it real. Everyone takes the piss out of him. When Wiley's talking, when Wiley does Bosi, I'll promote, oh, he went platinum. Yeah. I don't see everyone going platinum. That's to, oh, true. All people do is whenever Wiley does some bullshit, they'll promote it. So Wiley plays up to that, does more bullshit so you can promote him so we can go and sell his song. But I ask everyone, I understand the most search things on the net are negative things, but if you want the world to change, you have to ask mm. what contribution are you making? True. I kind of want, for example, I just saw four people get, uh, five people, no, four people, uh, Emerald, mm. Novelist. Oh, um, yes. Uh, um, Cosmic. Cosmic. Uh, is it Fen? Uh, Fe- Fren, I think, or something Fen- like that. Um, oh, really nice person. Yeah. And is it Nadia J? Uh, Nadia J is already there. She's so already I don't there. know if she was the one who kind of announced it. I just saw a picture. It. I'm kind of ignorant to everything. But, but yeah, I go on, set, five. T- what is it? What are you talking about? So people know what you're talking about. So basically, I was on Gram yesterday, minding my own business, and I saw okay. that uh, one extra have given some uh, some slots, some residencies to some really, really cool people. And the people I saw, I was like, yo, this is cold. Yeah. Like, these are people that I've seen in and around... Every- Emerald, I'll tell you what, she's worked bloody hard, fam. She's worked so fucking hard. She was the Fen, yeah. Fen. She's worked, you know what I'm saying? Like Emerald's worked really, Emerald, really hard. Yeah. Cosmic's an absolute legend, deserves these opportunity. Novelist, oh my god, I can't even oh, go back that, to the brother. conversations in New York we had. Like, this is incredible. Like, them people there are so authentically in the scene. I can hopefully trust them to say the right things in communicating a message that we try to communicate. And I and I try and, and I brought up that point to say those are the things I like to project. So there's a healthy balance between me promoting bullshit yes. and promoting good things. And could I also I say to you as that. well, yeah, because this this did come up in the conversation that we had before, and it did make me like Lippy articulated something that I'd been thinking, Amazing. but I think that it, like it's important for both of us to us to understand this as well, yeah. Mm-hmm like as personal and as friends and as business and what we do, yeah, is that like we sit and we have conversations about like our lives and like uh, things that happen within our culture and things that we care about and whatnot, yeah. Mm. And it's important to for, for both of us to remember that like there's going to be times where certain things come up, yeah, that we talk about and like it's important for us to discuss them because we come from it. And if we don't yeah. speak about right. it, then... There's people that are not from our world at all that will just be having their take on it and it's just them. So like, when it comes to stuff like this, we have to discuss it. And we have, it's coming, as far as I'm concerned, it's coming from a place of credibility. So okay. it might be uncomfortable at times and it might be, it might feel like, oh, we're just promoting bullshit or whatever. But our perspective, whether, it, whether you agree with it or don't agree with it, because not everyone's going to agree with everything that we're saying or whatever, yeah? But it's coming from a place of credibility regardless. And that's why I feel like podcasts like these are super important. And we should never feel like, right. oh, you know what? Like, we're just coming here and just fucking perpetuating bullshit. Tone. Sometimes it's the tone. Sometimes I'm like, I said to someone today, yeah, I was on the phone to someone today. And they're like, oh my God, this Wiley and Stormzy thing is so thick and very, very, very. And I was like, yeah, they're like, oh, why don't you feel like this? And I was like, well, I talked to Wiley on the phone. I've had several conversations with Stormzy. If they had a fight and I was there, I'd probably try and stop it. Of course. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I'm saying when I hear the nature of these disses and when I know the people, the way in which I do, I'm not saying I know them so well. I'm not going to say that. Mm. But I know them well enough to know certain things and I know situations that have manifested before prior. 
if that happened and that was my reality, my reality is I have to stop it. Now, I can't laugh at it then. So I'd rather not laugh about it now. I can have a bit of a laugh here and then like I do with most things, mm. but I wouldn't want the premise of my conversation to be the same as a person who knows no one. Because mm. I'm not that person. So I need to understand my role. Yeah. And it doesn't mean I'm not going to laugh at Wiley. It doesn't mean I'm not yeah. going to laugh at Stormzy. But that's not the premise of the conversation. And I think that's what I didn't get across right. Yeah. But you lot are yeah. fully right. And that's why it's important that you say that. That's why I think it's important that you say that. Because yeah. it comes from a place of credibility and it makes people understand certain things. You know? And it, it makes people understand the tone as well and why certain conversations go in the direction that it does. If we, if no, if, if we don't do it and podcasts like this don't do it, then it's left to Sky News. Oh. Imagine and that's that. Why, and you know what it is? And that's one thing I always want to do this year as well. Whether people want to acknowledge it or not, I'm just going to let them know my emotional state at times so they understand <laughs> yeah, yeah, why yeah. I'm yeah. more excited on a Monday why than I am not. on Thursday. All right. Because my life is crazy. It's a movie. So if you understand my life's like that, it's a movie. you'll be like poets in one of them moods. And I want you to relate that to everyone you now see in life. So if yeah. you see Wiley's a little bit like that, yeah. maybe this is happening over here. But it doesn't mean that when you meet him next week, he's going to be that Wiley you saw saying yeah. A, B. That's, no, it's not how it works. Do you know what I mean? The ABC challenge. Fam. Boom. Amazing. Listen, anyway, sorry, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, obviously we're running out of time, but it's cool. I'm so, so sorry. It's all right, nah, that, that was good. But listen, so I wanted to do this from time ago, yeah, but mm-hmm. situations and circumstances or whatever. And I don't think that there's ever a time that it's too late to do this. No but, rules. yeah, there's no rules. I wanted to kind of go through the decade, yeah. Oh God. Now, to be clear, it's impossible to cover everything. It's impossible to cover everything, yeah. So but one of the reasons what, why... Leave a comment on what we have missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. leave a comment on what we have missed and just talk about... You talk about it. Let us know how you feel about that thing that we've missed or whatever. But, um, like, one of the reasons why I feel like it's so sick to do this this time around is because the difference between how things was 10 years ago and how it is now is the changes are so... Mad, bro. Tupac told you time ago. What do you mean? Changes. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) These jokes are bad jokes. Come on, guys. But yeah, so like some of them, some of them, like some, bro. And you know me, I'm a man, I love to reminisce as well. I like talking about things from early on and like just looking at how... um, things move from there. So like I got artists, I got things and all of that, yeah. But the first thing I actually wanted to bring up was a thing. And it was Instagram. The reason why I felt like we had to talk about Instagram, yeah. I joined Instagram in 2011. And I remember being in Lucky Seven in Labrick Grove, yeah, which was like a, it's like an, an American diner. Yeah, burgers and all of them type of thing. Then I was with my brother, Mr. Hooley. And he was like, do you know about Instagram? Have you heard about Instagram? I'm like, nah, what, what is that? And he was like, oh, it's just some app where you just like post your pictures and all that type of shit. It's like Twitter, but it's like pictures. a pictures version or whatever. So I was like, what? Jumped on that straight away. Bro, what Twitter, I mean, what Instagram has done from that, from then on, from 2011, 10-ish, because people were probably on it from around there, to now and how Instagram. it's changed? It's not Instagram, it's the people. What the people have done to Instagram. What the pe- yeah, that's true. The people have the power. Instagram doesn't exist without the people. It's that's crazy. true. It's crazy. Do you remember when you first jumped on it? Uh, just got the job at, at Copper 90. Oh, is it? With Vooch. 
and Vu said to me, oh, have you seen Instagram? I'm like, yeah, loads of people. But I'm a very rebellious person at heart. If everyone's going right, even if I want to go right, Chucky, I'm not on it. I'm just going left. <laughs> Let me go and find out why everyone's not going down there so I have more information on why I should go down there. And I saw it, I saw it, but it was predominantly for photographers. Yeah. So I just said to myself, I wasn't really into aesthetically pleasing pictures. I probably just want to talk to girls. So I didn't really care until I saw some girls. Yeah. And I was like, what? Is this what's going on over here? You mean I can see a girl, what she's done today yeah. or what she's doing during the week. And I could just jump in the gram and, and I, now it's not like chirps in the gal where you've got to have this long conversation, find out what she likes. You mean I can see if we're into the same things and that determines if I'm in. Because now we've cut out a part of the journey that I don't want to have. Yeah. Hello, what's your name? How are you? How old are you? What do you do? I can just see it on your gram and now I'll decide if me want to be there. Yeah. Amazing. What's over there? It went from photographers to then enough people just being like, right, what? You can check man on there. You can check gal on there. You know, I've you got, can see what what like, Instagram. I got a, I got a girlfriend in a month. Did you two months? Oh, mad! I had a girlfriend because of Instagram. Serious? Ru- well, not because of me on and the, it ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Fam, it ruined me. Yeah, that's the next thing as well. Is that like with the numbers and that when you got clout on Instagram as well, then you like. I don't know, you like a girl's picture or whatever, she sees how much flipping followers you got and then it makes conversation easier. It's it what? doesn't, you know, it makes it harder for me now though. <laughs> why? Just, you got what? Uh, like over 100k? So I don't even know why people are talking to me. 177,000. 177,000? Yeah, but you need to see my DMs now. My DMs are full of... Half and it's easy. Your DMs must be... My DMs are nuts. Your DMs must be crazy. I'm talking... Some days you get your dumb nigger. Oh, really? I can show you one right now. Some you get, not the, mm, some you get, it's because of the issues I talk about. So I always talk about empowering the working class man. Like I done it on one of the last episode and a lot of people don't like it because if I'm saying, oh, like one episode I was like, why are you wearing a suit? Like a suit is to suit a narrative. But if there's a 16 year old kid and his dad wears a suit, I'm just cussing his dad, innit? Yeah, so, so now he's got mad on there, yeah. And I can't even get upset at him because I didn't mean to cuss your dad, but so I, I wasn't even cussing your dad. I was just saying that in general. So. That's, I get a lot of messages off the back of information that I may share and yeah. people are a bit maybe too young to understand what I'm saying or I'm not clear enough. Then you'll get girls who, oh, that's so funny. Oh, your kids are so cute. They, they've looked on my gram and they said, hmm, what's the thing that poet's going to react to? And I react to all of them, but I already know why you've done it. So now it's just about what role do I give you in my life? Yeah. You might just be the person that crops every two months or you might just want something. I don't provide it, so you go to the next. Whatever, I'm going to be comfortable with it. Then, Chucky, you've got the... Oh, clothes, yo, bro. I'm thinking, what if I give you a t-shirt and then you well, post you my clothes, thing for me? Yeah. And I'm just like, but if I said to you, you are the you last Mark and Spencer's, go turn up Mark and Spencer's for free. Mm. But the good thing is, Mark and Spencer's have got a new range that you can wear, just you out of everyone in the country. But we're not going to pay you. It just doesn't make sense. I don't mm. understand why you would turn up and not get your seven or eight pound an hour just so you can wear an exclusive Mark and Spencer's bit of gear. It doesn't make sense to me. So. Don't message me that, please. I'm not interested. Mm. If you want to work, if you want to work with me, I require a fee. If you don't want to pay the fee, let's have a conversation and see how it can work. Mm. But it's not just going to be I give you a post. Mm. I don't see the value in that. Just yeah. semantics. I don't see the value in that. So, and there's more. There's more messages. I can just give you my phone. Uh, right people now. got your kids in that. I remember you saying one time. Some that people... was a period. That was. Bad. Is it? Yeah. But it's got to be there. Yeah, fucking hell, man. It's banter, though. Really. That's where. It's, see, that's where Instagram. It's, look where it went in it. It's mad. It's like people then turn it into some next thing and then. But that's lit. 
That's wow. lit, Chucky. You need bad things in life. It's true. Otherwise, you don't have Top Boy. And Top Boy is single-handedly the best thing that's ever happened to me. This is my plug to get into Series 3. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. Instagram anyway, like, obviously, I remember there's bare things on that, like, just how that ended up changing as well. People, the there was like, the, huh? What's the weirdest DM you've had on Instagram? The one that's not the baddest or the, just the weirdest DM you've seen, like, raw. The weirdest one? I don't know, bro, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, you know. I don't really get too much weird What? You get people Instagram. asking you questions about. Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah, yeah I get a lot of. I, well, probably one oh, of the weirdest yeah, ones yeah, I've got yeah, is yeah, one yeah, that, yeah. that I sent in the group, but I don't know if I can find it, but people just sending me I'll like. Look now, I'll look now. What, yeah, like one about. What was it? There was one girl who. She had a threesome with a. Like, she was seeing one guy, then she was having. A, she had a threesome with the guy and his brethren, yeah? But then she liked the brethren. So then she was. <laughs> Wanted to go and now wait, wait, wait. get some. Wait, wait, wait. Huh? A threesome doesn't involve a girl too, guys. I just thought it. That That's girl. a battery. Yeah. So she, yeah, she got batteried, and then, so then obviously she must have liked the D from the from the brethren, and then before you know it, now she's in a sticky situation because she wants to go and check the brethren. I'm like, what do I do? I get them type of messages. <laughs> do you know what I would say? What's that? You should come to my house. We should talk about it. <laughs> nah, well, but I, do you know what? Sometimes what they do is they create new profiles. So they don't like, they may not message from their personal profile. They'll create like a whole oh, yeah, new thing yeah, yeah, yeah. so they could just, so they could say it and be yeah, free or whatever, yeah, yeah. which is cool. Sometimes I'll get like a 12 year old telling me, oh, you know what? Like I'm really inspired by what you do yeah. and I'm lost in life. And I, I feel like I don't know what I want to do. And I'm like, my G, you're 12. Yeah, I just saw that one now. Like you're 12, 12. bro. Do you know you shouldn't saying? even be watching this podcast. Do you know what I say? A lot of people, when they hit me up, like, poet, I need advice. I'm like, just make sure when you go to bed, you're really happy with your day. That's the best advice yeah, I can give I you. Stuff. I don't know enough about you to give you a path. But yeah, if that. you're not happy, like genuinely happy, just call it a day. If your yeah. happiness lies in someone else being happy for you to be happy, yeah. just forget about it. You'll yeah, end up smart. mentally ill like me. But yeah, anyway, Instagram's just changed. Well, people have changed Instagram and ended up changing their whole life. Now you've got people that are fucking, I think it's like, I feel like pictures on Instagram have literally raised the profile in people getting their lips done and their nose done <laughs> and surgery and people are just not looking like human beings these days. It's fucking nuts. It's put people but, under too much pressure. You know, like for example, you, I didn't go central London when I was younger so I didn't have much money. So yeah. the pressure of knowing that everyone's buying something and I'm not mm. is just long. But you mean I can wake up in the morning and I know I don't look great and then go to Instagram and just see a bag of people looking amazing. Like, yeah. I just don't need that pressure in my it's life. True. And some people unfortunately have it and then they get their lips. It's crazy. Like you said, and it's sad, boy. All of that type of pressure is sad. Even, I thank Instagram though, it's given a lot of people careers. 100%. Models. Yes. Like, do you know how many models we have now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, too many Instagram. fucking Do you know models. how many girls No, nah, but there's some good, like, there's some good models, I hear that. But Callum, you know I'm being and, and also, do you know what? Sorry, go on. And also, there's loads of people now that can put in their bio, Dubai, LA. Oh, yeah. And... They <laughs> 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 <I> live everywhere. <laughs> I was going to chuckle what you going to say, cuz. But now, nah, you know what it does as well, yeah, is that, like, it's given help to, for people to get jobs and stuff like that because they can showcase a skill. So if you could showcase a skill, let's just say, for example, off the top of my head, like, you're on a football pitch and you're good at doing skills. 
So you're good at hitting the crossbar, you're good at fucking kick-ups and doing all of these different things and that. And then a brand sees it, next minute you know now, Adidas wants you to come and do some things. I'm sure that's probably one of the, one of the ways that them freestylers, what's their names? F2. F2, F2. Yeah. That probably is one of the main reasons why they bust through doing stuff like that. YouTube so yeah, really more YouTube no, as well. No. But do you know what? Is there so much no. people that, like shout out Steve-O, he's done it more on Snapchat, but like just the way he uses that right. part of social media, Harry Pinero jumping from the staircase, yeah. right. creating that narrative, um, Spud's, absolutely incredible content whether right. he's driving he's driving in a car and he pulls the window down and does some type of game show he does yeah. it in the lift like people are using Instagram in the most creative ways in order to create comedians careers. like even fucking people like Damn Shack to a DJ he would yeah. just do like really good things on Instagram that it really makes you make you want to book smile. him you want to yeah. book you think you know what yeah like what is he about like is he good let me book him but even you I can't wait for you to be talking some something and then just go anyway. And then you'll just have videos oh, of yeah, what you're watching, what you watch. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what? What's Chucky? What? This is how I operate. I wonder what Chucky's watching this week. Yeah. And then as soon as you do it, like, oh, Boom. Um, one thing that started 10 years ago was fire in the booth. You know that? No. 10 years? Fire in the booth. Wow. Yeah, 2010, late 2010, maybe 2011, the first one, was um, a guy called Maestro. Maestro was like a, like one of the, like early UK kind of, I don't want to say founders, but he was like a good freestyler. You should see him at Jump Off a lot sometimes. And like, he was like one of the, one of the traditional UK rappers. Had that tradi- that traditional sound, didn't it? Oh, and like, I, knew, I know that Char- Charlie Sloth was like proper into that as well. Come on a come. His second one was Black the Ripper. So it was that sort what? of style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see Charlie, yeah? He's been out here. Think about, mm. bro. He's been out here. Charlie went from, Charlie went from doing the character stuff, like literally, like being a character and like being Charlie the manager, Charlie this, Charlie that. Then unveiled being Charlie the DJ and ended up taking it to a complete, di- but forget just the DJ thing. The fire in the booth feature that he come up with has been like one of the biggest things in uh, in our scene, in terms of like got being in front of a microphone and expressing your skill. When's the K Coke one come out? The K Coke one was 2011. Just Google that. 2011, 2012, I think. That's because a class. That was like the first classic. Now, that is a classic. Classic. Absolutely. And I think that is a good demonstration to people. Obviously, it's a different era. It's a good demonstration to people that. 2011. Yeah, so if you do one YouTube video, it doesn't bang, or you do two, it doesn't bang. Remember, your Charlie Soft had to do it for one year. Before he got to the K Coke moment. K Coke, bro. That he, bro, K Coke went in with bare energy. If you like, if you ain't seen it, go on YouTube right now and go and find it. Find a booth, K Coke, yeah. He goes in the booth and 15 it's 15 million views. How much? 15. 15 million. Flipping hell, bro. The energy in that room just felt like it was mad. In the jean suit? Yeah. Listen, my brother, over Little Wayne robbing thick time my hands. Yeah. Nah, fuck off, man. K Coke was, yeah, bro, it was hard. There's, there's a few classics on there as well. There's like, the Rich and Avellino, that's quite a recent Oh one. my God, yeah. That was that, really was, that was four years ago. Um, Nines', Nines first one, that was like eight years ago. That has to be about eight years Nines ago. Nines' one is incredible. Kano did a recent one where Nines he spat for like 12 minutes in one take, you know. Kano spat for 12 minutes in like one take. Kano, I remember Charlie saying, um, Charlie was like, rah, like he did that in one take, you know. Like literally in one take. One of my favorites, in fact, was 
um, Fecky's. Please, let me play you, you this. It? Let me play you the end of when this. When Fecky got deep, my belly. Fecky. I messaged him like, Becky, Fecky, Fecky, how are you getting deep like this? Nah, I don't want to make jokes with Fecky. Fecky. His arms are too big, fam. I ain't getting beat up. Do you know Fecky, what? Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't know he had that sensitive side because I'm listening to this thing. I'm like, Fecky, just give me the gangster stuff. Watch how cr- what, cruddy. Watch how cruddy he was on this, though. He went Wait, mad. I, play, this was, I must have played this a hundred times, bro. Wait. Start feeling good about money. Fucking YouTube. Man. Adverts are ruining stuff, you know. Sure. I don't want to see them adverts. No, no, okay, For another advert, bro. What the hell? Dude, you're not, you're not, you're not premium. Huh? The premium. What's the premium? Oh, uh, you can pay YouTube. Premium. What are you? Are you? Are no you? Adverts. So hold on, wait. See when YouTube sent that thing of like signing up to. Have you signed up to that? The premium. I thought nobody signed up to that. What do you mean, dog? Premium. I ain't signed up, a lad. Wait, wait. Yeah, let me go to a sponsor. Yeah, yeah. Bluetooth sponsor. My guy. Wait. Debating it. Though. But I can't lie to you. What? What? Bang. Yeah. Brand new coupe. Tomato soup. <laughs> Ring Show me the team And when he show me the team Show you the team You just got jack cars It ain't a big thing Run back the team What do you Would you run back the team Boogie 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 with Stacey and Kim Hey <laughs> And you know like he's in the booth And he's doing bare stuff you see Fecky, love him. Love him. Classic. Rech- but Rechi's bar is the best thing to ever touch fire in the yeah. booth. Yeah. Rechi's yeah, bar with yeah. Avelino is the best. And do you know what? If I've ever got a problem with Charlie Sloth, is that he willed my man up. Is that he what? He willed my man up. He willed him up. You should have just let him go. Just let him go. Oh. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Let him go. There's certain people you yeah. have to just, just let, let him go. go yeah. Because they have this problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I get what you mean. Just let him go. There are some people, I want to will them up here. But you know what the killer is? It's not the environment. When you're no. in a rave and you feel that energy and if you don't stop, this club is getting locked off, yeah. wheel it and it's mad. Yeah, yeah. But in fire in the booth, just leave it be. Yeah, just you leave have to, it. Yeah. Just leave he it. Was, he, was, he was proper in the zone, innit? He was fuming. Like he was, yeah, I, yeah. Long enough, I know Rich long, like long enough to know. I looked at his face and I said, he's not happy. Let's just go, go through it again. Do you know what? Another piece of, are you, are you moving on? Um, no, not moving on. Oh, stay here then. When we move on, I'll say one thing. Go on. It's funny. Oh, we staying here? Are you staying with Yeah, quick. I'm staying I'm staying with Fire in the Booth. Yeah, quickly. let's stay. We, we go to move on because it's a bit... Oh, right, cool. Um, Michael Dapper. Oh, oh my God. my God. You can't yeah. talk about Fire in the Booths and not talk about what oh, wow. that Fire in the Booth did for Michael Dapper. <laughs> Fucking hell, bro. Well done, Michael I remember Dapper. listening to that thinking, you know what? This actually bangs. <laughs> like, like, this actually bangs. Do you be honest with you? When I saw it, and it's no respect to Michael Dapper, it was very long. Yeah. So, I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. I didn't watch it. Then my little cousin said to me, have you seen Michael Dapper's fire in the booth? I was like, yeah, but he's just mocking the bat, isn't it? Like, it's Michael Dapper does. Like, yeah. Okay, if you're a Michael Dapper fan, you'll love that. He goes, poet, no. Watch this part here. So he sent me the timestamps. I just went mad. Yeah. I said, this is a banger. But I just thought it's one of those things that, when I'm ready to hear it, yeah. I have to go back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Michael Dapper and nah. his team. They said, what? Now nah, we can do something with we this. We can do something with this. We can do, because it's, do you know what it was? It's how he caught the drop. Mm. It's the, the way that he caught the drop 
That's changed. That changed everything. If he didn't catch the drop like that, maybe it wouldn't have been the same. But he caught the drop because it was, and he had something so catchy. What you could not, you couldn't deny it. I think it was just an offense. Do you know? It looked like it looked like a moment that kind of happened by accident. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looked like it kind of happened by accident. Yeah, but there was no other way that magic could have been made. Yeah, and I think the team of Michael Dapper and Michael Dapper deserve. Fucking props for what they've done with that moment. Because yeah. we've had moments and done nothing with it. Yeah. We've had moments and just left it. And that's prime example. You can do something for a long period of time. But once you get that little elevated moment, yeah. do something with, with it. it. Million percent. Do something with it. Um, other little things where they had like the fire in the booth ciphers and stuff like that, Drake. which was good. They're Drake. But Oh yeah, the ciphers. But there's one that kind of moves on to a segue, and I don't know if I want to do that because I know that you've got something to say. Oh, just quickly, it's nothing that big. Go on. My brother phoned me today and told me it's 10 years since Poets Corner. Oh, great, yeah. Don't worry, I've got... Don't worry. Here we go. Uh, I've got oh. you. <laughs> That's wicked. Um, Chip. <laughs> Chip's had a... Chip's got a couple of classics firing the boost for me. One is... One is... The one where he went you at You know Tiny. what the one is. It was the first one where he went at Tiny. I mean, I remember that. I remember, like... I remember that being amped up as a big thing before it even happened. Like, Charlie was like, listen, I think everyone, because it was obviously pre-recorded or whatever, and he was like, listen, you need to, like, you need to, everyone needs to hear this. right. And he, what it did was, this was Tiny, I mean, Chip was going at Tiny, they obviously had this thing, and it had a thing from before. Like, you know, it's like, I don't know how true some of this stuff was, but from yeah. behind the scenes, there was always this conversation about there being some tension between the two of them, yeah? And yeah. Chip showed his... And I'm petty as well. Chip showed his petty levels. Can I tell you how he showed his petty levels? He went and did that fire in the booth a year to the exact day. It wasn't petty, though. I'll tell you why. I, but I loved that. I mean, I loved it, but you know why I rated him? Because his whole thing was, if I come out now, it just looks like... Because no one's going to understand. That's true. Let me let this thing marinate. Chip is one of the smartest youths I know. Them man don't just act. Or if they do act, they've already thought about the possibility of just acting. Yeah. So he waited. And if you take a look at what that situation become, Chip is a fucking genius. Remember, he's been working with Wiley for how long? Yeah, yeah. The man have taken on the minerals and made the chip. Oh, Chip's He went there a year to the exact day. And was like, you know what? He like you could see he was like, you actually tried it, and you thought you actually thought that I didn't hear what you said. You thought that I didn't hear in it. I left it it a whole year. I made it, yeah. So I came now, and then do you know what? As well, that was like that. I had we weren't proper podcasting then, but I was doing just talking to myself. And I remember like, that was another moment. <laughs> that was another moment where I was like, it was such a big moment, bruv. I had to just turn the microphone and just talk. Cause I was like, fucking, this is mad like, like what's a, happening. Like, did you feel like a dot rotten meme? I feel like a dot rotten meme. What? And yeah, I was in there. Where are, where's everyone? So, <laughs> my microphone by myself. But nah, like that ended up being, a f- cause then them two ended up, them two ended up having like a legendary clash, bro. Bro, actually I wouldn't say a legendary clash, but I'll say a legendary moment. Well, a legendary moment. Yeah, it wasn't a legendary clash. The clash required some songs and the only thing Tiny said was the potato head or something like that. He made a song. Didn't he do two? 
know. He did too, but Chip just like hit him with so much bombs. It was like it got to a point where it was like, mm. there's no point. Like you know what? Even Jay Z lost to Nas. So even if some people are better musicians than you, whatever, just don't clash Chip. There's yeah. just no point. And I then lose. and then and then Bugsy firing the booth, going at Chip, and then that ended up being massive for Bugsy. I mean, them two ended up going. He Bugsy lost. Bugsy lost that. He lost that clash. But, it's, but, but what it did for him, exactly. But what it ended up doing for him, because Bugs, the, the thing is, Bugsy's still good. Mm-hmm. And he was still like, he was doing something for his city. And he was holding it up. It's not like he was getting absolutely battered, but it was kind of like, who's this guy? And why is he going at Chip? He bullied his way. He went Tottenham High Road and shot a video. Yeah, that was nuts. That was dangerous though. <laughs> that was dangerous, bro. That was dangerous. Listen, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> that was da- that could have you know what that looking back at that that is a it's a moment in it but that could have went horribly wrong for them man. I'm glad they did it because it's led the point to where he proposed to his missus the other day and of I, course. I, do you know how do you know how gassed I was? Do you know how emotional I was? I jumped in his DMs. Is it, yeah? Him. Yeah, I was too emotional. Like I I never see I ain't seen all black people propose, proposing when I was growing up. Yeah. So like just to see that I was like what the fuck so. Their moments and, yeah. and it's and it's all testament and contributions from Charlie Sloth. You begin to 100%. really take in what Charlie's contributed. Like Amazing. that platform has allowed people to acknowledge their power and then they've gone, What do I do with this? And Chip's done such amazing things with it. Where I remember at the time when Chip went Charlie Sloth, he didn't look like he was in the greatest place in his life and now I watch Chip do Sparkle and I'm playing Sparkle yeah. every single day and I can look he, at I don't think he was in the greatest place when he did when he went at Tiny. When I, I watched it today. No, I, like, I don't think he was at the greatest place. But now he looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, he of looks course. Really he looks happy. he looks happy. He looks so, and, and that makes me, and maybe he had to do it's that. Growth. Maybe he had to do the Charlie Soft moment of course. to get to this point to be really happy. And I'm I'm of really course. happy he's happy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And just going on to Bugsy as well. Yeah, I don't know him, know him, but I had a good conversation with him, a long conversation with him, and a long conversation after we recorded. Like we spoke for a good forty-five minutes afterwards, and like. He's actually he's a good brother, you know. Very good, very brother. good brother, man. And he's very he's he's a very smart. He's very in tuned. Do you know what I'll say to him? Say about him without knowing much about him as well. He's very responsible. Yeah, I like people that are responsible. I like when a man's in a clash and he's like, "Yeah, I'll come Tottenham." That's a responsibility he's taking on. I want to do this. I like when a man goes, "I'm putting on for Manny." That's a responsibility. Yeah. I like when a man puts himself in a position financially. That's a responsibility. Yeah. Or with his woman publicly. That's a responsibility. You see people like that. I yeah. can learn so much from them. Definitely. Like so much. Um, also, one other thing quickly. Um, Chip, one of his last fire in the booths, I think it might have been his last fire in the booth, where it was like during the Bugsy thing, I remember him going there and he had this thing against Charlie because he felt like Charlie had taken a side or put a battery in Bugsy's back and he did a fire in the booth basically getting at Charlie, like calling him an agent and that. <laughs> How awkward is that for you? Huh? How awkward was that for you, though? For me watching it? Yeah. Um, it was awkward because it, I felt the tension in the room. Oh, it was very awkward for me. It felt... I could feel the tension in the room, but I could also... F- I like it when, regardless of the space... I mean, obviously, I, n- I never want to see a man in a bad space or whatever it is, yeah? But at this point here, I was looking at Chip and I felt like he was at a place where he was almost coming to peace with things understanding kind of what's going on, how things are moving or whatever. And on top of that, man have tried to rub me out and you can't rub me out because I'm too good. But there's tension in here now because me and you used to be cool. I don't really love you right now so much, but 
I need to get something off my chest. And I I am a fan of when artists put their feelings and pain or whatever it is into their music. Because you know what? For a person like me who like likes to look at things from not from a surface level, but from a deeper understanding of things and looking at it from there, yeah? Whenever I get the opportunity to then sit down and have a conversation, I like to ask questions about how you actually felt and what this lyric actually really meant to you. Because I'm a fan, so I want to know how you actually felt. And also, I'm a fan of people too. Do you get me? So it's like, talk me through that so I can understand it even more. So when I go back and I watch it, I'm watching it again now with a whole new perspective. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's almost like a fresh watch. Because yeah. you've like watched it once with what you think, that you've got this all new, this new information. All right. Let me see where I can apply that. Oh, there and there. Do you know what? Honestly, that was a, that was a, that was a, that's one of my favorite fire in the booths. For yeah. the simple fact that I was very honest. Yeah. And Chip was just letting him know, I'm aware of what you're doing. And testament to Charlie for putting it out. Definitely. Not, not putting it out. I love the fact that Charlie said, fuck it, let me put it out and see what I've won. Yeah. I just love all those really honest moments between people. And long may it live, man. Long may it, As long as no one gets hurt, yeah, I am all up for a bit of an awkward conversation. Who cares? And quickly just staying on Chip. Chip in a decade. I know he's been in the game for longer than a decade. But Transition came out. 2011 and that was I remember he had the song with Chris Brown where Chris Brown was it was flames for Chris Brown man wasn't really trying the people weren't really trying to stand next to Chris Brown too much remember because obviously the whole situation between him and Rihanna and whatnot. if I remember rightly like Chris Brown was a little quiet a little bit them times there because it was flames but Chip was working with him and like when you look at Chip in the last decade like like just the people that he's worked with. He's worked with people super early, bro. Super Trey early Sons. in their career. Trey, Kerry Hilson, she's a writer now more so. You know, and then the Bashment catalogue that he's got with Movado, um, Dreddy. He's worked with Flippin, Stylo, Cranium, um, I Octane. I can't even think of them all, but he's actually got a decent Bashment catalogue too. Decent, very good. Have I had one of them choose Meek in the Bashment catalogue? Well. I'm Elephant Man in That's my not Bashman, but you know what I mean. Huh? No, I hear you, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you, but like, just Chip, Chip. I liked when Chip done that because Chip, man, he's, he's growing up in an area where, you know what I'm saying, Jamaicans are prominent and he's a, a little yard man really at heart. So he needed to do them little tunes. So Them big tunes, sorry, apologies for my word. But yeah, yeah you man, know what I mean. I'm happy. I can say after this, this 10 years, I think this has been a difficult, difficult 10 years as a consumer of Chip because you just want to see Chip happy. Yeah. But if this is the journey he had to take, to make sparkle, long may it live. Yeah, yeah, dark. definitely. My, I, my I got two favorite projects from Chip. One was London, but I like that to be honest. When he went over there and was obviously trying to just flex that other side of him a bit, I did like that. <laughs> did you listen to Phenomenon on that shoot, on that um, project? What's that? that he's like spitting over Phenomenon by El. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just he said a shot for Tiny for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, I think I've oh. got that here, you know. You know if, if Chip was a stand-up comedian, he'd be like slim, just rude, rugged and honest. Yeah. The boy is why are you so funny, Chip? Why? I wonder what like I wonder if he was like a proper pain in the ass when he was a young buck, like. Wait, hold on, you niggas ain't fucking with me. I'm a nun. Sometimes, but sometimes, wait. My, 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 wait. How did it go again? 
I hate when you hear music one. and you can only remember it when it's on. Phenomenon. Nope. That's a banger though, with Delilah. The music man is nope. Bro, I remember he had, so he was working with Swizzy early, you know. Do you know I'm not going to play any of these because I don't think, I don't know if I've got the whole... Phenomenon, you ain't got Phenomenon. Oh, wait, hold, wait, 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 wait. This was my shit. He had Iggy on there. He had Meat. No. There it is, right there. Oh yeah. This is <laughs> fucking rude, boy. Bro, he rapped so well, <laughs> it? He rapped so well, bro. Oh, what an amazing. He had Skepta on it as rapper. well. Yeah, oh, he held it again. He held it with Meek. Oh, shit, why am I closing this? Shit, man. Yeah, bro. I really Chip, love you, man. Yeah, man. What he's done, salute to him still. And you know what? He's made, and any mistakes he may have made and any mad moments he's had, is this boy even 30 years old yet? No. This is why I'm Bruh, saying he's we had have over to a year, protect He's had over a decade in the game and he's not even 30 yet. That's and fucking people crazy. Get, just leak. Sometimes, just let them make mistakes. Let them do this shit. Yeah. I got to make all my mistakes in the quiet, not in front of the world. And now I'm still a mistake, but it's all yeah. right. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure if people saw the first 15, 20 years of their life, they might have a different perspective of you. But now, Fam, my, you've come my out. My mistakes, mad. <laughs> fucking mad. Yeah, but, you're like, but um, you know, so I got some time. Um, let's go to our unfortunate one quickly. Mark Duggan. No. What year was that? Google that. Google it, because I can't remember. Was that 2014? Um, where he was murdered by the police. Was it 012 or 013? Uh, 11. 11. 11? Basically, Modric, Modric still played for Tottenham. And I remember because the oh, Tottenham no, games, it was in August, because the Premier League season went back one week because of the situation. You know, it's mad. It doesn't even feel like it was that, that long ago. No, I only know because Luka Modric played for Tottenham. Yeah, <laughs> I remember everything through football. You're like, let me ask you about that because that happened in your ends. Mm. So like, I remember obviously when it happened and that, and then there was like, pe like people were pissed about that. And then before I know it now, I'm getting phone calls of like people saying, right, there's a madness happening in the North. What was like, from your perspective, yeah, what did you see and what like, what happened? So it happened at the top of my estate. And Is that where it started? That's where, the, the, you know, the incident where Mark got shot. Yeah. Literally the top of my estate. <clears throat> and some interesting things is that there was a video released of someone, because there's a university flats there now, and someone filmed the whole thing and no one knows what that video is. Mad. <clears throat> someone filmed the whole thing from there. Uh, I remember when it went online and I, and I obviously over time, you know, <clears throat> disappeared, but that disappeared. I wish I could find it again. Um, in terms of the actual rioting and looting, I found that shit funny as fuck. And maybe I, I shouldn't have, I don't know, I found that funny as fuck. We're in Finsley Park, Rowan's, sitting down, and then it came on this, in Finsley Park, Rowan's, when you go to the main area, there's a massive projector screen. Massive projector screen. It usually plays football. For some strange reason, the news is on. 
everybody. Man ain't bowling now. Man ain't at a bar now. Man are looking at this thing. And they're like, wait, wait, where is this? Tottenham High Road. So we're in Finsbury Park. So I said, let's go down to Tottenham High Road. Now, on our way going down to Tottenham High Road, we get a phone call. Paul, come to the fucking... Come to the retail park. It's going off. What? I don't know if you've been Tottenham Hill. When you go Tottenham Hill, you come out of the station. There's a station area. Then to your left directly, there's a KFC, a Pizza Hut. Uh, there used to be like a, a Maplin. I don't know what it is now. Then across the road from that little small island, Ferry Island, that's called. Across the road from Ferry Island, there's another massive retail park. It's got Dixon's and Burger King and PC World and all of these different types of shops. JD Sports, Boots and them thing there. Little next and what's next? I'll tell you what's next, big man. Man has gone there and man are going crazy. I'm hearing man say, look, I'm in beef with you. You're in beef with me. That means nothing today. Let's get this money. Man are smashing through these windows, getting TVs, laptops, Mm. Every, man what in JD Sports saying yo what size are you I said bum what What's size this? are you fuck I, went, I, I was too scared I was in a jeans jacket yeah yeah some crop camel shorts uh, I was wearing some top man boat shoes it was lit I had a really nice white <laughs> t-shirt on and I was standing there eating an ice cream saying what the fuck is going on it got so bad two people looting said yo Paul what's going on let's take a picture I said big man you want to commit crime and take picture at the scene of the crime yeah yeah let's do it <laughs> Burger King didn't want to give me a burger. They said, "Oh, we're too scared." I said, "Big man, I got my. I don't. I'm not gonna brock in Burger King to take a burger if there's all these other things that I could take to make money." Yeah, of course. And I'm not doing that because I'm just too scared. If I have to go back yeah. to my mum and explain I've stolen the TV, I just don't know how that conversation's gonna go. Plus, I'm a youth worker. <laughs> like, how's that conversation gonna oh, yeah, go? Little... Let me just hold my thing. But uh, your then... family's like mine a little bit. I can't just. I'm not one of them man who would have been able to go home with a big TV. What? With no questions asked. The what? only man that would allow it was Papa. You see, my mum. Yeah, my dad would have been cool with that. So. My mum is telling you, take that stolen property. Out of my yard. Out, out of my yard. Yeah. So. Before, but, I, before I beat you with it. But then the problems with what we done, we never saw at the time. The high road yeah. smashed up all of that. One, more people started doing it. And then the more people went to Enfield to do it the next day. Bear them got shift. Bear mm. people got shift. Bear people got arrested. And then little things like football got pushed a week back. So there was a lot of people were upset about football. Mm. Then the high road was so smashed and so messed up. Little things like man can't go to the high road to go to get food. And yeah. the parents are complaining. But there's burning buildings and shit like that. It got mad. And you know what the maddest thing is on top of that, yeah? It filtered out bare places, bro. It branched out into like our my part of London, my part of like West London. You know my part. So what happened is man was like smashing up windows and that, yeah? In my <clears> area and that. Just mashing up the whole place. My barber... <laughs> Yeah, my barber went outside the shop with a baseball bat and he was like, listen, you lot can do anything you want to do on the high road. You see this shop here? No one's coming in this one. You should have gone Green Lanes. You see <laughs> Green Lanes with the Turkish community. Oh, serious? I love them. I love them. They, they, yeah. Because they... man went down there. They come out like... What? <laughs> I said, come on, my brother. They might come out like triads. What? Give me the Turkish flag. I would have... Yeah, of course. I loved it because they all united and said, you know what? Yeah, we you understand what you're doing. doing but this Got here? The retail pop, you see our thing. Yeah. Our little gold shop and... Mm. Our little grocery store. The grocery. That. Yeah, our little Fezmon gal and that. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not... You <laughs> get what I'm saying? Big man's going to come and take away my rascla shawarma and them thing on the thing. you got to be fucking crazy. So for me, personally, I found beauty in that. Yeah, I hear that. 
I found beauty, I found unity. It, it spread out to Birmingham and Manchester as well. Like all really the happy. next day, it got so mad, bro. They tried Central um, London as well. and Yeah, it didn't work. They tried Westfields. It, it didn't really work. Oh my God, Wood Green! They broke up. Man, we're getting Costa Coffee, my brother. Mm. They absolutely... I remember driving through Wood Green. So I lived in Palmer's Green these times. And I looked at it and... As a young, uh, this is like what, nine years ago now. Nine years ago, I'm busting up. Busting up, busting up. Saying, where gal come up? Gal, girls. Were they? Ballied out? Or no? Ballied out, long weave, coming through the belly at the back. Oh, they must have, bear gal must have been teeth enough. H and M. H and M. Okay. It just, it was H afterwards. The M's gone, fam. <laughs> man took mannequins. Everything was gone. When I saw a mannequin outside, I knew no one was safe. Oh, mannequin, you know. Oh, that's crazy. But yeah, that was a mad time. But yeah, R.I.P. Mark Duggan. 100. Um, uh, let's go to Lady Leisha, actually. Um, Lady Leisha, just quickly, I wanted to speak about her because she, uh, like, early on in her career, yeah, it was her and Paigey Cakey. And them two together on the microphone were on crud. Like, people could not necessarily stand next to them when it came to a freestyle or whatever. And I remember, like, at the time, people always kind of tipped Paigey Cakey to go. Yeah. More more than Lady Leisha, yeah? That's because she was from, remember, she, at the same time she was with TZ. TZ was doing mm. kind of well. Uh, they had... What's, what's Tigger the Author was with them. Okay. They had a little collective. I remember Paigey was working alongside Quasar Matthews was shooting some of her shit. And she had a bit of a buzz and she was cute. Mm. So it was... That primarily, she's mixed race, so she's light skinned and yeah. preferred that. So that was the reasons. Lady Alicia was just a girl from Brom that had no story mm. to the people in London. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. But what she ended up doing, she ended up finding her thing. She ended up finding her thing. And when she did the first Queen's speech, yeah, these times, see, I used to go on like world star hip hop every day to see what the hell was going on. These that were posting up Lady Alicia and posting that a couple of times. And then, you know, like, she had the, the theme with the brush your teeth and all of that. And then, like, all the, like, young, like, bare young kids started gravitating to her. And, like, that contribute. She started doing a bunch of them. Like, all these... She got crazy views. Started travelling the world doing that. Doing shows in New York, Australia, all of that type of stuff. But also still just flexing. Still flexing on the microphone. Still showing her ability in that. Doing these queen speeches and stuff like that. Yeah, she, she fully contributed to, you know, um, pushing the scene where it is today. And she doesn't get talked about as much, but like, man, respect her. People that know and people that are of this thing or whatever really have a lot of time for her still because she's, 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 she's got it, man. She's Shout out energy. my brother Kirk. I remember, this might be over a decade ago now, mm-hmm. um, we found Lady Leisha from the SBTV freestyle. Shout out Jamal Edwards, her F64. Oh yeah, I she did a mad F64. And that first 60, bro, I was in love. I used to play that on repeat. And then I remember my brother, shout out Kirky. Yeah. Um, he reached out to Lady Leisha, drove all the way to Birmingham to shoot a video for her. Oh, uh, for she real? Shot a video, yeah, You Can't Stop What I'm Doing. Uh, might even promote that song today. And this is very early on. And we just loved Lady Leisha because we just felt to ourselves, oh, Lady Leisha, because we just felt yeah. like she was a better example of a rapper, not a female rapper, not a male rapper. She was just a dope rapper. Yeah. And I felt like that's what I loved about her. Like she was so, so good. She was so clever. She was so quirky. Yeah. And then, so to see that part of her journey where, I remember, I think she said to Kurt like, oh, like, 
She was confused why all of that was happening mm-hmm. to where she is right now. Bro, still humble, same. still normal. I'm glad you mentioned this F64. From the F64 is crazy, bro. Bro, she's got three of them. And the I first one is one... crazy, bro. Um, yeah, her first one was her first one was mad. She did them quite close to each other, so I think she did two in one year. Yeah, she, um, which was nine years ago, and then I remember she did one 2008. Uh, well, it was eight years ago, so it was probably like. So when was the first one she done? It was nine years ago. Oh, so it was in the decade. Yeah, it was in a decade. Yeah, it was in a decade. Yeah, cut when I shot the so cut when I was shot the video for her then. We'll play a little bit of this. Oh, we might have to not monetize. Prem, prem, man. One premium, dog. I'm going to get that premium thing. No, I ain't got it, though. Close enough. No rules. Don't say a word. <laughs> Shout out to Daps on the maps. Yeah, listen. Wait, I'm just going to play a tiny bit of it. Watch her now, yeah? No, but this is really good, you know? This is the her last one. Oh, we really? Watch her. Oh, this is the She's dressed up in that as well. SBTV. Wait, the production on the How sweet is she though? Yeah, until she starts spazzing. <laughs> She's smiling in that grinning bare teeth. Watch her. No, it's gonna kill it. Watch her. First one though, bro. Because you know what I like about the first one. Do you know why I like people's early material? Because they're not polished. Yeah, it's true. So you get to see what they thought of themselves through the way they. This is her first one. But it's polished. Oh, could you do me a favor, Callum? Yeah, find out um, SBTV's first video. Yeah, sure. I'm sure it was way outside of the decade, but yeah. Yeah, This is ruining. That's not the first one. This is her first one. Is it the first one? This is her first one, I believe. Nah, p- type in Lady Leisha Wu with it. This was 2010. That ain't the one I'm talking This is good, but Wu with Okay, there's another one here, yeah? I'm not sure which one was first, though. It's in the same year. Go to the Wu Go to the alternative. 12 years ago was SPTV's 12 years first ago. one, yeah. Oh my oh. god! Yay, yay, yay! Okay. Jesus Christ. Yo! Right. We'll play a tiny piece of it. Yo! Oh Lisa, yeah? How long ago is this? This was 10 years ago. This is how you start off the decade. Lisa, I love you. I love you. Watch it. Watch it now. Four. 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 Oh my god. She had the digs as well, you know, like just that. She sent for me. The poking, did she? Yeah, I was sent for your hairline far back. <laughs> <laughs> she always does that. Like, that's her thing, isn't it? 
Um, fucking. Um, Sorry, bro. Let's go to. Let Let's go to. Let's go to gigs. Let's go to gigs. Gigs, obviously. Gigs have been obviously doing this thing way outside of the decade. Yeah. Way outside. But the reason why it's important to talk about gigs, yeah, from 2010 to now, where it, where he was in his career and what he was doing in his life, yeah, to now is it's nuts, bro. Because gigs literally had, he literally had a glass ceiling over his head, which was super low. He was not able to do a single thing. He weren't allowed to go anywhere. He wasn't allowed to do anything. He was doing shows and get them getting cancelled and that. And I've, I always hear about like, I always remember the time when he was about to sign the deal. You know what I mean? And I, you know, little piece of money about to get put in his pocket or whatnot. Next minute, Trident's ringing up the record label. You can sign the deal, but we're just letting you know if you sign the deal, this is what's going to happen. Now we can't sign the deal again. All of these type of things, yeah. He had to go through a whole load of dog shit to be able to be where he is today. And it is super inspiring, bro. The reason why it's super inspiring for me personally, I'm like, cuz I know the amount of people right now that 10 years ago probably wrote you off that are now smiling in your face mm. and that's the immature side of me I like that then people that write certain situations off of the information they have which is of, of it's just bollocks you don't know nothing about this mm. and now the culture that we love has become so big and Giggs is one of the founding fathers within it him being at the forefront it just makes me really happy you know that 10 years ago was look look what the cat dragged in that's 10 years old you know so then how far is, how old that was is, on let him have it so how old is Look Out Your Boss, the Tim and Skepta? Uh, 2008. That's old, yeah. I think that's, that's this outside might sound of the a little game. greasy. Look at the go toilet, man. All right, cool. Let me try and find that. It was 2009. Boy, I better know. That's one thing I don't want to forget. What's the time? Look, I asked for this yesterday. What is it? Friend up with Ed. I wanted that and someone's done it. Because basically, Wiley was going on thing talking about, oh, you, like, see how you friend up with Ed. Keep friending up with Ed. And I was like, you know what? I want That's someone to make me a t-shirt yeah. saying friend up with Ed and someone's actually done it. Chucky said on a podcast an hour ago, he wanted a friend up with Oh, he actually made this for me. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, that's sick. Oh, by the way. Uh, the video that we put up today is blowing up. It's done like 30k views. Really? In two and a half hours. Yeah, it's crazy. It's going to be like, a lot of people are going to watch that. I'm looking at the real time stats and it's, bro, it's fucking mad. Imagine we didn't put that up today. You fucking, you'd have to be crazy. <laughs> There's no way I was not putting that up. Yes, yeah, and 28,000 views. 
in two and a half hours. Just quickly, yeah. You know, Wiley was talking about, you know, he's going on Twitter talking about, see how you friend up with Ed, keep friending up with Ed. You see all of that, yeah? yeah. And I said on the podcast, uh, you know what? I want a t shirt saying friend up with Ed. Someone's just made one. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I was like, raw. Hey, friend, man, I friend up with Ed. And they think that <laughs> Wiley isn't the greatest. Anyway, um, yeah, oh, that's so the song you're talking about that was 2009 still, um, but yeah, bro, so um, let him have it. That was like he had that was the album that came out 2010, and I know there was bare mixtapes and that, um, um, that he did from then, and then there was um, well, around that time, and then he had um, when will it stop? And I remember because I spoke about this before. When Will It Stop Here has got one of my favourite songs from gigs called Best Pussy. I've, what, what was the context we was talking about? That? I, I can't, can't remember. remember. I remember, remember what I was talking about. about yeah, Best Pussy, bruv. That's one of my favourite. He don't perform that or nothing like that, but that's one of my best, my, one of my favourite songs from him. But so then, basically, like, he was the man that told everyone at the start, don't fuck with cats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. But like, he had a show, yeah, I could be wrong in this. I can't remember the actual venue, but I think it was Hammersmith or Shepherd's Bush. And the police cancelled it on the day. I remember that. On the day. And he put out a video on GRM and he was just sitting there and he was just like, I'm sorry, innit? But this is, they just keep doing this to man, basically. But they can't hold it. Like, just keep supporting. You know, like, I, you could tell on his face that he was like not massively surprised that they did it but just like when will it stop like when is it going to stop and it's just testament to like a person who keeps doing keeps at it keeps doing it and you know what yeah when you have a fan base that genuinely love you after a while there's nothing that anyone can do these are these men started doing shows what were they doing it was like hiring a venue then getting people to meet at a certain point to get on a coach, then they would get on a coach and it would drive them to a venue. This is what all these men had to do so that they wouldn't, so that it couldn't get locked off. Drive them to a venue, have the shubs, do whatever. People jump back on the coach again, drop them off somewhere, and then boom, he can make a little something and do. He probably wasn't even making anything doing that. I'll tell you what, that was a better experience. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, of if course. I meet the people that done that, the people that went on that, they will never forget that ever. Never. Ever, ever forget that. They're part of the process which changed. Yeah, of course. Like gigs, is, do you know what I mean? I think, whilst people like gigs still exist and make music in our scene, can I just say Talk About It is one of my favourites. And I know it's new, yeah, but yeah. It's, I am in love with that song. Yeah. But whilst that gig still exists, yeah, you know this sort of uh, artist that come out, oh, when am I going to get my break and they're always bugging that the scene's holding them back. Listen, Gigs was being held back. Gigs was being and gigs has persevered. Held. Don't back worry about your little absolute bits. Do you know what? Why not? And consistently making bangers in the in the middle of in the mix of all of it. Can't someone make like a bible for our scene? So you know that, like, for example, whenever I used to go to my nan, like, oh, this is happening in she would always refer to the Bible and show me something where that would kind of put me at ease, even though I wasn't religious. Yeah. Isn't there something that we can make for like the scene where people go, I'm being held back, this is happening, and then we just bring out the chapter with gigs and say, well, these are all the things that happened to him, yeah. these are the things that he had to go through, and look where he is right now. Chill out, my brother. Everything's going to be cool. Trust me. 
gigs yeah it's nuts bro lot, and then remember like whipping excursion when whipping excursion started hitting bro you know what yeah um i went to hammersmith apollo yeah when rick ross came and this was like when bmf was like you know like that was the the biggest hip-hop record in the world huh what year was that I can't remember. Google when um, BMF Rick Ross um, Rick Ross came out. So it probably was like maybe a year after the release. Yeah, he had a show. Two thousand ten. Two thousand and ten. Pretty early. Two thousand. Ross, shit, that long I ago. So long, a long while ago. Bro, I remember going to that year and never feeling that type of energy ever in my life in that building. Fam, you see when gigs did Hammersmith Apollo. Was it mad? And did Whipping Excursion. Was it madder than GRM? Was it madder than GRM? It, fam. It was different. Fam, uh, honestly. You're not the rating awards. Yeah, 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 no, it was was madder than that, bro. It was madder than that, bro. I'm sure he's got the video, he posts a lot on his Instagram, so it takes ages to find it, yeah. But bro, I swear on my life, bro. If I'm lying, I'm dying, yeah. The energy in that building was crazy. I actually thought the floor was gonna cave in. It didn't surprise me that happened to that song, though. When I saw Travis Scott, tweet the lyrics I was like oh no oh, oh, God. oh no because you know what it is yeah Travis Scott Sonics and his crowd they're crazy if they catch wind of this record because this song's crazy Man. and bro I don't know what happened but that entrance music sounds like nice. I feel like to, I'm going to see Sting yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like Anthony Joshua should just forever come down to that. He will never yeah. lose a fight. If man's yeah. in the ring, man don't know what's going you on. Can't lose. You no. can't lose. You can't lose to playing whipping excursion. No way. Man will drive the whip right into the ring. Yeah. Everyone loses, cuz. As an excursion. It's Honestly. Nuts. Anthony Joshua, I'm just saying, whipping excursion gigs. He's no no one doesn't even walk. walk yeah, when out you, of you yeah, when he fights uh, Deontay Wilder, that that's what? the one. You got you need to you need that. But Geese can't walk out of him. Gigs needs nah. to be somewhere on, a, on an elevated stage. Maybe just in his yard. Imagine he's done a live performance from his yard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, doing all of that and then now just recently doing Wembley Arena is just, yeah, it's nuts, bro. Like, Wembley Arena, bro, it's fucking, it's crazy. Gigs at Wembley man. Arena, you know. 11 and a half K, that's nuts. Yeah, it's That's nuts. a dream, you know, like, Wembley. Wembley Arena. The Wem Wem. You had handcuffs on you, bro. Like he was not, you could not go in. He literally had handcuffs on him. I went jail and that for a, a thing. Could have went, did have got a mad bird for that. Yeah. And then he can't go nowhere. He can't do no shows. And then now, you know, he's having to create his own thing, trying to find ways to do shows, still making music, still doing bangers, still making bangers. You know, he's got a couple of classics. He's got classic mixtapes. He's got a couple of classic albums as far as I'm concerned. And like, and yeah, bro. And now man's doing Wembley Arena. It's nuts. Um, wow. Because I don't want to. I don't want to be interrupted. So I know we've got to move. But there's two things I definitely want to bring up. Well, three things I definitely want to bring up before we leave. Um, artist-wise, got to go. We got to talk about Krypton Conan. Oh, incredible! That ten-year reign, tsunami. You talk, bro. You talk. I know you was an advocate from early when people were like, remember when they had the um, the Otis freestyle and that, and people were doing spare in them do you know what so tsunami, tsunami yeah. came out 10 years ago tsunami do you know what it is I'm so, I was so young so much happened in my life I don't even remember 
how much I used to consume Tsunami until it came on and I'd be like, oh my God, I remember this, I remember this, I remember that. But I remember my entry point to Crypticona massively was because of um, Who's Real. And I just remember these two rappers just using bare wordplay and they had Crazy Titch in the intro. All this stuff, I was like, who are these guys? I've got Tsunami. These men are fucking cold. So for time, I was trying to do some work with them, like get them on That's a Rap. Or at the time, I was like, you lot are so, so sick. I, I found a message from me and crept in like 010 or 011 or something like that when around the time first time I started talking to him and then um, the Otis freestyle happened yeah and I came and met them we done that's the rap with them and it was the first interview after they got a million views and the joy on Conan's face and they were with Cashtastic as well okay. they were all there and it was just lit Conan uh, and then my man he lost the footage so that footage would yeah that, that no. imagine they've just got a million views we've got the exclusive interview Cash Tastic State. This is great footage. Conan looks so happy. I remember Krebs, Krebs always the reserve, like chilled out one, but really inside I know yeah, he's burning. Yeah. Conan's just really expressive. And I remember how happy they were. And I didn't even know Conan's situation at the time. So when I realised that at the time they made Otis, my man was homeless, but he was doing, doing all of that to what they're doing now. It's a really, really beautiful story. Yes, Chris, nuts. It's really, because I remember from, from that, I just remember the way that they understood the metrics of the net. Yeah. And I think that's what's kept them doing so well. Because, yeah. Can you put into perspective as well, like getting a million views back then? I mean, it was overnight. And now I can say as a big man, I question it. I love them, but I still, I really question. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But pushing that <laughs> aside, still. I remember when they made... But a million views back then was fucking... That was A million views is a hundred million views now. It was ridiculous. Yeah. No one was getting a million no views. You're right. Getting. No one was put, getting a million views. And they got it well, but I don't want to talk about that situation too much because people have too much negative things to say about, about it. About that, yeah, it's true. But just to know, don't waste my time. time. Oh. Conan made that in the shower. Did he? He made it in the shower, saying it to himself, and then he recorded the loop, and then, this is what he told me, and then, anyway, they've gone and made the song. And to see the journey of that song, Mental. and then you hear the stories about Chip asking French Montana to be in it, and then yeah. Chip's on the remix, and then Retro's on the remix, and then... It's just This is just too mad All for me. All of that like, super contributed to, like... You know, people overseas really respecting what's going on over here, you know. And then they made the like, Jeremiah record. Huh? And then they made... Because remember, that was a... Don't Waste My Time was the hood tune. But yeah. they needed that commercial song that was kind of still can play in the in the clubs. But, you know, the, the, the pop crowd would like it. Yeah. So when I heard Freak of the Week... Yeah, bro. And I remember Young and coming out and saying to a crep, why are you not spitting all over it? And then Crep said to him, no, this is how you write lyrics as a, yeah. for the crowd. So... Crep again thinking so much strategically what's going to get this and what's yeah. going to do that Crep's an absolute genius as well Conan that boy is just full of music his father was a musician so then I look at that moment mm. they made Freak of the Week and, I, and after that I Massive. think people thought oh. then what they've done is what I think Crep to Conan don't get enough credit for and maybe I haven't even given them enough credit is after delivering good sonical experiences which make us go we like Crep and Conan they've just spent the past few years in my eyes focusing more on how we make Crepton Conan big outside of music, mm. which is the further attention from the music, but they still make good quality music because that song with Wiz is a fucking banger. So I was just like, I really, really Sir rate Crepton Conan. with the ice. What? Oi. Are you mad? The beat drops, then there's like a little pause. So with, with the ice. ice. And she don't want to get to look. And I'm just yeah. like, do you know what you lot? You've had yeah, the, they've they've had got shot. good bodies of work as well, you know. Like right. Young Kings was good. That's got don't waste um, waste my time on it. But it's like 
There's a song in there called Young Kings, which was sick. They got their G Fresh on there, I believe, when G Fresh was out there barring. My God, do you know what they were on? This is why I fucking made This is when I was so happy. This is the time I was screaming like Crepton Conan was a player that just signed for Arsenal or something like that. Yeah. Tiny releases a project. I hear about a song called 100K on it. Oh, yeah. Everyone that was that's hard. on the song is like. Tinchy Strider's yeah, verse. Yeah, J. Cole on there. No, no. Tinchy Strider's verse on 100K yeah, needs mad. to be respected. Mad. I'm not going to lie. Needs to be respected. I'm not going to lie, yeah. That, obviously, that's easily Tiny's best project, obviously, yeah. But, like, Reviews. that showed that he actually has skill. Who? Like, Tiny. I'll be honest with you. That's the reason why I'm upset with Tiny. I'll forever be upset with Tiny. You can't give me that project. And, and not, that. Do, yeah. And now you. you're not interested. I know you want to make money, but I'm allowed to be upset with you, Tiny. So that project had 100K on it. G Fresh on our opening verse, which is ridiculous. Tinchy Strider's verse, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. But Crepton Conan was speaking like I don't have 100K. I know. And then... Oh, it's not on here, bro. So the 100K song, Crep had a bar talking about... Uh, so 100K... Uh, he basically said that when you're going to make 100K, he said 100 days, and then he made a bar about saying, that's all Raven, because he's seeing into the future. All of these things. Bro, you was right. <laughs> this was my tune. Tiny, I can't lie to you. The whole film, the whole of the story in London. Wait, wait. What's, what's I don't our, like it. I want this from Tiny. Tiny's going mad. He's going mad. I know this may not have made you money, but help me. Tiny, this is in the club. What? Chief Richard, man. What's him now? My first 100. Man said I was 21, sitting in my mum's house, counting out my first 100. You see, G Fresh, I'm not your friend as Don't well. How about that? No, 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 I'm not his Don't friend. Don't with no, no, no. you, you know. We're not, we're not his friend. We're not speaking to him. Why? He's not, he's not doing music. Oh uh, no, no, that's what, dude, remember I asked you this time ago, I said, because he manages Young Bane for people who don't know, yeah? Does Young Bane understand no. what this, like, no. my man on the microphone? He does, but he doesn't. No one understands. Like, I'm curious to see if they sit in, a, in like, if they're on a tour bus and then like, G just gives him a little. What was the name of G Fresh's last project? Um, Lego, Lego. Uh... No, 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 it wasn't that one. The one with the... <coughs> <coughs> Listen, no one knows how much respect I have for G Fresh, you know. What's the name of that project again? Oh, can I forget it? Jesus Christ, I'm staying off alcohol for a while. He had Lego Man. He had Alfie. (laughs) Alfie. Alfie, that's his last album. All right, so you see Alfie, yeah? Yeah. I'll be totally honest with you. I can't remember Alfie, you know. You don't remember Alfie? I can't. I'm I'm sure I know songs on this, but I'm... When I play it, anyway, listen, I'm going to... I've got it on my other hard drive. I haven't listened to it for time. I've got so much music on my other hard drive. I'm mm. pissed off. Anyway, I went to watch, I went to go and see uh, him do a listening party for Alfie. My brother cried speaking about one of the lines, talking about he was out here on the roads and he couldn't make it to his daughter's, um, couldn't make it to his daughter's parents' evening. Yeah. My brother, like just what G Fresh is to me, and the brute honesty about that. He's always smiling, always in a good mood, always giving good vibes, and he wasn't afraid to be vulnerable for a second. Yeah. You don't understand how much respect I have for this man. Yeah. Like, I wish he'd come back to music. Yeah. yeah. And he's done something, he's done one thing for me that no one's really, really done for me, and I will always thank him, but I'm not talking to him, because he's not making music. And I'm not talking <laughs> to Tiny, not that we were talking anyway, not that we were great I friends, but I'm not talking to any of these guys, because they gave me that project, and where are they now? Of course, I hear that. 
Hundred K should have had a video. Tiny man, I respect Tiny, and I actually like him. I think Tiny's a like, no. I've met. I just I, we respect him, but we don't know. We don't energy. like him, Chucky. But the music he thing, has that project. Yeah, I know. He has that project. And before Tiny, that, you took the piss. No, I'm sorry, that, Tiny. No, you took the he's piss. got another project. He's got another project. <laughs> he's got another project. He's done a project before that, and Russell Brand was all over it. That project Did was he? good as well. Yeah, it had um, a couple of tunes on there. I saw he had a tune of um, Chip on there. Does he had a tune of Chip on there. It might be in the John version. See if you no deal. I would Google that. No deal. Trying to see oh, if you Google no, it. Oh, no, Ledman's out. done a deal with no deal. What am I Googling? I just made um, 200. Russell Brand. So, tiny Russell Brand. Maybe put Chip on there. See if something comes up. I hope I haven't got it wrong. No, I don't um, think I have got it wrong. He basically was doing covers of loads of different tunes. And it was on a mixtape. And Russell Brand was speaking over it. That's kind of my entry point. But okay. Tiny was lit. What was it called? You found it? I will find it. Because I've got it on my other. But anyway, Tiny's given me two projects I like. Um, and he doesn't want to do that no more. And I'm really you upset. Find it? Anything come up? Put in tiny. Tiny will be sitting there thinking it's called this. I'm sorry, man. I don't. Yeah. So it's just a skit. Oh, I don't oh, know. He's, oh, I, I don't know. know. I know where it is. I'll find it anyway. You'll find it. Yeah. Um. Or maybe what you do is when you find it, tell Callum and you can put it on the screen. Um. We can't do we can't do any of this without talking about Skepta. We can't do any of this without talking about Skepta. Do you know what? Yeah, I left Skepta last oh, on you're like. Standing in the way of the camera. Huh? Poet standing in the it's way. All right. it's, it gives it gives this visual some character. Hey, hey. yes. Oh, <laughs> um, Skepta, flipping out, bro. Obviously, he's been in this for two decades, but like the last decade that he, he has had, you didn't listen to his last album. He's lived here before. His granddad's got the same name as him. He's been here forever. Okay, all right, Thank I hear you. that still. All right. <laughs> but like, the ah, oh, it's mad. Like he's there's so so much things to say about him. You know, like I know some people were talking about like artists of the decade and all of that type of stuff here, yeah, and people were having like conversations about different artists that it could be, and for me, it could only ever be Skepta, and like Giggs is close because of of what Giggs went through and where he is now, but like. There's so many, there's so many different layers to what Skepta ended up doing, yeah, from the start of the decade to now. And one of the reasons why I give him this edge yeah, is because it, it wasn't always just about music. It was also like what it's Skepta has done for fashion wise, like amazing. all these different fashion waves, bro. Like he's made so many things cool, like you know, doing the Ed Hardy shit. Then it was like, you know what, tracksuit mafia, this is the thing that I'm on right now. Then it's like, you know what, I'm gonna give you the trainers. Like, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the SK trainers. Then obviously, yeah, he went for a period where he changed his mind. You know, he went in, like, while everyone was sleeping, he did jump back in the bin and take all of his things back out. And maybe everyone else's as well. But you know, everyone's entitled to change don't their mind. Don't say that about <laughs> Everyone's entitled to change no, their mind. You know what I mean? But, foreign um, object. Yeah, foreign object. Foreign object. So oh, I found it. That. Okay. The foreign object project. It didn't have John on it. That was on. Russell Brand skit two. Oh no, there's three. Thank you. Sounds made me feel like I was crazy, but I am. Uh, cool. Yeah, it's Russell Brand intro, Russell Brand skit two, and then three. Yeah, foreign object. Thank you. I can carry on my life. But yeah, Skepta has like gone from like you know blacklisted underdog psychosis. Yeah. 
there's one thing that I wish that I got. To this day, I wish I got it, yeah. And I don't, uh, anytime I see him, I don't ask him for it. I don't ask anyone about it or whatever. I just leave it. I just leave, I have it as a moment that I missed. And some people have it, some people don't, yeah. But on Blacklisted, he's got a song called Ace Hood Flow. If you remember the video of Ace Hood Flow, he's there, he's rolling a spliff. He's got a high top. I think he's got a line in the high top and he's just spitting the bar or whatever. No, don't stop, don't stop. What's the shirt? Huh? Oh, he's got a Versace shirt, isn't it? Yeah, he's got a Versace shirt. Do you know what I missed? About a year later, he made a jumper of him from that video. And there was only like a hundred of them. And I remember when he put it on the line, Yeah. when he put it online, he was like, yeah, it's for sale or whatever. But all my money was tied up in a thing that I wasn't, you understand what I'm saying? So I was thinking, you know what, yeah? Should I use the piece that's not technically mine to buy it, knowing that at some point, maybe I might recoup from this thing or whatever. I hope you did. But I didn't. I just oh, thought, you know oh, what? Fuck. I thought, you know what? I'll, I'll just leave it. And I missed it. And I missed it. And I saw someone wearing it the other day. Fam. Um, I saw someone wearing it. I, s- I tweeted, oh, fam, there's a couple way better old drops that I missed. Someone sent me that. And I was like, bro. And I feel the same way as you. I've And it's like, and it, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I wish yeah, I had that. I wish I had that, bro. But it doesn't matter. But yeah, no, you know, I, I don't slip anymore. But yeah, then also like, he's one of the first people to, like the whole Drake thing. That was like, Drake wasn't the first. Drake wasn't the first person. Wait, let me say this right. Drake had embraced UK artists long before Skepta, but this was like something that was super different at the time. And them two started getting on. I remember Skepta doing an interview talking about at the time that it happened, he just had to switch his phone off because fuck it, it was just going super crazy and whatnot. And then them two ended up having their thing, whatever. They went it Wimbledon, huh? They, they went Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Yeah, they did all of that in it. They had their moment and stuff. And then like. And then you had the fucking That's Not Me, which ended up then going to him, like, he broke America. He broke it. He broke America. He was one of the first to go out into China and do shows at that level. And then he was one of the first to go to Africa. You see, like, now everyone's going to Africa and doing shows. Look at um, Stormzy's list of shows that he's doing this year. Like, he's he's literally got Europe, America, uh, Asia, and Africa. Yeah. (laughs) Stormzy's list. Yeah. (laughs) It, all of that, all of that, yeah. Skepta was actually, he didn't he didn't lay it out like that because that's not really how it was. But it was like, you know what, boom, go America. Let me, not only let me go and do the, the stage show stuff, let me stand out on the street and get Maximum to set up a thing and let's try and do pirate radio in New York. Let me show you why he's so sick about the New York thing, fam. A man just flew there and just tried his thing. I can tell you he was staying at one of my bridges' house. One of my brethren's house. I can't disclose the information on that because I don't know if it's public, but like, he's staying at one of my brethren's house, fam. And he's like, poet, this guy would just get up and just be on job and go do his thing. Mm. Like, that was just the pattern. And his focus and his application within the past 10 years, and he's had a couple of little dark moments as well. Fam. Of course. And the way he has spun that around, and the nicest thing about Skepta, I can say, is he controls the narrative within his life. Mm. Better times people come out and try and say things about Skepta, he just ignores. And then when he's ready to speak on it, you heard on Nasty. I don't know why Chip mentioned my name, but never mind trying to get attention. You see Skepta, honestly, is my favourite UK artist of all time. Yeah. I, I I honestly respect that man. So, I mean, he's a DJ. Of course. He was a DJ. Yeah, of course. And he still to this day just goes back to wherever the wherever there's a microphone and people are at, I'm there. 
The den. And I'm barring everyone's head off. You know he's a man who's he's like, you can't, like, bro, the amount of lyrics this man's got in his fucking head and the amount of rewind lyrics my man's got as well, which is, the amount of pull-up lyrics he's got is nuts. But like, he's a he's actually always, he's always had an aura to me. I can't lie. Like, he's mm. always had, like, when I used to see Skepta back in the day and that, I always used to look at him and in my mind, I used to think, he just looks like somebody. You know, like, he just looks like he's a somebody. You know, you have certain people that just come in a room and they're like, who's that brother? Like, who? Or who's that girl? Or whatever. Like, he's just got that thing of, like, he just has an aura of something that is just bigger than just it being a personality. Do you get me? It's nuts. Yeah, bro. Sorry, I feel I cut you off twice. And then, then, oh, I didn't mention, obviously, Krepton Conan did Oto Arena. He did the Olympic Arena this uh, 2009. Um... And yeah, bro, he's got classic albums. He's just got bare moments, man. The, the, the one thing I wanted to bring up quickly as well is there anything you wanted to say on Skepta? Even though I'm still technically still on him, kind of. The thing no, is, no, there's no because no, you know what? There's no point. He's the, I, my artist of the, he's the artist of the decade for me, basically. He's just my artist, to be fair. Yeah. He said he's just. <laughs> do you know what it is? Skepta to me, his music, and there's a lot of people. Gigs is like this as well to me. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of chip songs that are like this to me where whenever I'm a bit lost in life, I play music that kind of relates to my mood. Yeah. And there's just certain answers in the song. So even the other day, I was in a bit of a mood and I played um, uh, Skepta. And I heard Skepta say, when you realise it wasn't your girl, it was just your turn. turn. I realised yeah. that bullet from a gun will no longer hurt me no more because you, you know. can't shoot at me. Yeah. And it's just like, you know what? Skeppy, safe for that, brother. And yeah. it may sound really simple and really stupid. For it resonates. Like, oh, but, but I'm being honest with you. It's true, that wasn't my girl. It was yeah. just my turn. Certainly. So now I'm like, why not? I'm going to move on, dog. Of keep, course. Keep it moving. So I can't lie. Skepta just... <clears throat> and I like one thing I was going to say, he's a good... I could... not Maybe not for everyone, but for me, he's a good example of how the older generation could potentially behave for you to have a certain level of respect for them. Of course. He embraces all the younger people. He consistently does music for them. He bigs them up on tunes. On Bullet From A Gun, he's bigging up Jay Huss and Heady One. And mm. I've seen him do songs with AJ Tracy. Mm. He's just about action for me. And I just really like that. He doesn't really talk much. When he yeah. does, it's Apple Music with, with Pharrell Williams. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's proper. Or Julie, proper yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's proper. Um... Shout out to him. German Whip 2014 was a time where something was happening. Something started to happen. Yeah. And like German Whip was the, it was like, now you're starting to hear a grime record again now in clubs all over the country, not just in a certain place. It's like all over the country. Everyone's fiending for this record now. And one of the big things that sparked, yeah, was Culture Clash. And just for people who don't know, yeah, Culture Clash happened three times. It actually happened. The first Culture Clash in London was in 2014 and Boy Better Know won that. You remember? Um, And then the next one was 2015, which was in in Ells Court Arena, yeah. And like, there's a memory that I have from that that I'll actually just never forget because... When I went there, firstly, when I went in there and I noticed that they had like all the sound systems. So they had like a sound system in all four corners of yeah. the dance here and everyone had their own sound system. And I saw that this was the type of class they was having. Straight away, that resonated with me because I remember my dad always telling me like, 
when he was young and he was a sound man and that, when you were clashing, you had to bring your own sound system. There wasn't this playing off your, like, like there was one sound system and everyone's playing off that sound system. Traditionally, I had my sound and you had your sound, yeah? yeah. And it, it, wasn't al- it wasn't always just about the, um, it wasn't always just about the tunes that you played, but it was also about how you set up your speakers and making your own speakers. If you go on Google and you look at like old old school sound systems, Jamaican sound systems and that, yeah, you'll see that like most of their speakers were just made from wood. They were making their speakers from wood and you had a man who would make them. So now it becomes, it's, it's about who has the sweetest sound, who can play the rhythms the best and who's got the sweetest sound. So one man would string up his sound system over there. Another man would string up his sound system over there. My man would play for half an hour. This one would play for half an hour or hour, whatever it may be. Yeah. And at the end, whoever's got the sweetest <coughs> sound, everyone kind of gravitates to that. So when I saw Red Bull Culture Class did like, Someone obviously knew this and did this there. I was like, no way. This is before the things even started. But where I realized that something was changing now, I'm standing on the side of the stage where um, Boy Better Know are, yeah? And Maximum steps up to set up his Sorato box. I remember I helped him set up his Sorato box, yeah? As he stepped up, the cheer, bro, like the roar. (laughs) Bro, the raw. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, this is mad to me, bro. He set up his thing, whatever. Now, um, Annie Max just talking about how this thing's going to work, blah, blah, blah. Then anyway, when it was these man's turn to start and JME comes out. Oh, fam. Oh, my God, bruv. It was fucking incredible, bro. The atmosphere came. was just incredible. And they didn't win. It was David Rodigan who ended up winning and like with, with Rebel Sound. And if you know anything about sound system and clashing and all of that, you would have just known that. I know a lot of people at the time when they thought Boy Better Know was going to win, but David Rodigan understands this thing on a different level. And, and you know what I mean? But, but dub plates were flying around all over the place. There were performances. It was one of... Yeah, some... Nah, at that one, not so much. Oh, is it? Not so much. The second one, 2016, bare fake dub plates. Bare fake that place. But this one here, Rebel Sound, um, Trev- um, what's his name? Um, David Rodigan had Trevor McDonald on the screen. That was, you see talking about, that? huh? What's a fake dub plate? Uh, it's basically plate. like, one that's not real. Say, yeah, basically. Say like, say, <laughs> oh, say, say Poet's got a big tune, yeah? Yeah. I might have a dub plate of that tune. So that, that he's personalized that rhythm for me. Yeah. Yeah. A fake one is now, you, like you might get somebody who sounds like poet to oh, voice the tune, right, 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 right and right, like, right. and now you, and it's a, it's a war rhythm as well. So you've got him to say all these type of things, and it wasn't even really him that did it. Oh, and okay. the, the 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 good thing about having a good dub plate, or the thing about having a dub plate anyway, is just the the shock of having that person. Do you so know when what you mean? see Trevor McDonald on the screen, when you see Trevor McDonald on the screen talking about some sound boys were seen running out of a venue with their pants low. That's what he was saying. Some all of that stuff, bro. It's like Trevor McDonald is on TV on the fucking screen saying that shit. It's and to me, that's crazy. shock value. You understand the shock value. He's an iconic figure within our culture. So like, when you have him talking about what we're doing, it's like you mean you know? Yeah, man. Well, I wish you come to the show though, Chucky. Which one? Let me paint the picture for you, man. I mean, Wh- which one? Liverpool Street. Oh. I'm in Brick Lane, sitting down with Nunny, Vuj, couple other man. Josh was there. Shout out Josh Barnes. Couple man there, we're there, minding our own business. I get a text from Jamma. Poe, there's a show happening tonight. What do you mean there's a show happening tonight? There's a show happening tonight in Coco's. Oh, oh. Cool. Oh, then he says to me, I'm gonna message you 
and show you the link. I'm putting a cap over my face. And you can just buy your ticket. Just buy a ticket. So he's given man the link to this ticket before it's... But it was there. It was there. You could buy a minimum of two tickets. So I've seen it. I've seen Skepta, Kanye and Big Sean at Coco's. I'm looking around the room for Aww. sense. I realise I'm not in the States and so there's no American change. Even now there's a World War Three happening. I've then gone, all right, cool. Man them. I said to, I've announced it now. You man, Big Sean, Skepta, Kanye, we've got to get tickets. Scrambling. The tickets were like £15. Man, are scrambling. Man, they got bank cards. Because no one's prepared. I bought my two tickets. Mad. I've lined up. I'm just going mad in the line. I think I've bought like 20 magnums. I've just given them to bare random people. I am so excited. Single hand. Single handedly, my top three shows I've ever gone to in my whole entire life. Imagine watching Kanye West come out doing like a Jesus walks or runaway, and then all of a sudden, Meridian Dan comes next. You see a man driving a German whip. Then Big Sean came out, and then Kanye would come back out, and he'll go back in, and Skepta would come out, then Novelist would come. It was. Yeah, mad. Bruv, I got so drunk, I think I just jumped off the stage and felt. No, I jumped off the. Um, somewhere, and I remember smashing my face on the floor and laying there for time, like, I don't care. This is. One of the best shows I've been to in my whole life. And then Kanye went mad because the screen went blank and it was like computer things. He's like, sort it out! I was like, sort it out! Bro, what a show. Yeah. What man. a show. I'm gutted. Skepta, what? This what I'm trying to say to you. He's giving me. Fam, I remember. Shortage. I got a text, Paul. Oh. Very soon. All what of would... a sudden, it was me, Vooj. Shout out my boy Chris, Chris P. He was there. We got to the car park. Show? No, the car park. Oh yeah, the skip. The oh, car yeah, park. I've talk seen. About that. Talk, I messaged talk, Julie. Like, talk. Julie, what's going on? Just make sure you're at this car park for a specific time. That everyone's caught wind of it. Everyone's at the car park. I reckon that they must have put something public. But man, were telling me early because they know my contribution. Then I've just seen Sam. I've looked at Sam. He's looked at me. I've given the Sam. Can I come with you? He's read it. Paul, follow me. Respect in every aspect. Uh. And with the whole of way better know, I'm more gassed than anything you can imagine. I've gone backstage. He's jumped on a car. It ain't safe for the car. I've oh got the video. God. I will never delete that off my Instagram. Ever. Like, them moments there, yeah? I swear to God, they make me so happy to think. And it was so inclusive. Yeah. This is why I love Skepta. Very inclusive. Mm. Yes, I'm the main act. But what? You want to come? Come, man. Let's yeah. all go. You see that attitude? Oh, bruv. It just, it takes everything down a bit. So I would never go up to him and speak to him and have large conversations in front of it. I don't want to be rude or anything. I don't want to yeah. deter anyone. I'm just so thankful that you don't mind me being in this environment because mm. I appreciate this. Mm. Bruv, he's jumping on the car. The music's playing. It was mental. And then the police came and locked it off. Then he just busts out and mm. I bust. I went Ace Hotel and sat down and said, fam, fuck it. This man just gives you moments, fam. Yeah. He just gives you very sporadic moments. They've done a... Uh, a festival at the O2. Oh, yes. Like, bro, we have yeah. to understand what Boy oh, Better Know yes. and these men are doing. They're we, doing... Uh, we went, we went, we went together. Of course, like, we would, like, bro. The festival at the O2, the Boy Better Know festival, BBK festival. That, Radar I think, Radio is quite an there. underrated moment, to be honest. Massively underrated moment. These men put on a whole, like, there was football outside, there was people getting... They um, had gyms. every music venue in the Shout out to Smokey Barbers and all them, like, I think that was there. Great. Shout there out to Smokey. Yeah. There's food, and then afterwards, it was the concert, like, and bear, and then they had the French, a big French rapper that was... MHD. The, yes, and he was, like, the main support. I respect them, man, so, so much sick. for doing that. Because so there were so many people they could have had. He's in prison now. 
Oh yeah, I know. Is it? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, upset, yeah. man. It's just on a Champions League, but it's on a Champions League. Yeah, yeah. Them, like, um, that was a big moment, and obviously the the like, what do you call it? The Kanye show. At, what was it? The Brits. 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 The man, they, like, all the man was there. I remember bare people was trying to shit on them, man. You know, for that, and then look what mm. ended up happening after all of it. But I'm sad, and this is the reasons why you have to be very protective about the world you're in, because you see me and you, we would never shit. On a man that could have been in any council estate that we're in at the Brit Awards on stage with Kanye. Cause man, I should be in prison. Yeah. And now I'm over there. Enough man was selling drugs. And all the people <coughs> that have got bad things to say about it are either one or two things or many things, but the only things that I can identify is you don't understand this culture enough to know the significance of that. Mm. So you're just gonna say anything stupid. Yeah. Like people do, especially at record labels. Or you're just jealous that you weren't yeah, there. That's true. There's no other reason for you to look at a man that could have do several other things in the life that he lives, but he's now unapologetically at the Brits on a matin. Yeah. This is a moment in history. Definitely. Man was part of history and man are upset that man are part of history. Yeah, mate. When you look at our history in the last 10 years, it's insane. I actually, we got to go, but I'm going to quick fire a couple of things, yeah? Yeah. Um, just to mention, like honourable mentions as well. Trapstar, yeah? Mm. Like... What Trapstar have done in the last 10 years, incredible. Memory yeah. for me actually, when realizing how serious this was, was going to a wireless festival one year. It may have been 2012. Um, and literally, it was just a sea full of Trapstar. A sea. A fucking sea full of it, bro. It was just crazy. Crazy to see Rihanna supporting it and loads of other people supporting it and stuff like Jay-Z. that. Jay yeah, as well. Yeah, they deal with Jay and all of that. Um, obviously there's other artists that we could talk about forever and we will do I know like I don't want anyone to feel disheartened that we didn't could have talked about Getz could have talked about Stormzy um, uh, what else even actually Dappy you know like I had Dappy his done. voice note is arguably the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life and I'm really upset that J1 started this beef and it's taken the attention away from Dappy's voice note Let's listen to Dappy's voice note. Dappy's voice note? Haven't you heard it? No. When someone says that your music's my guilty pleasure. What does he say? Oh my lord. Oh my god. Can I talk and I find it? No, because I'm going to move on. No, man. I was going to move. All right, go on, you can anyway. But actually, the thing that I was going to move on to was quickly you, bro. No way. Yeah, man. Go on. Oh, you're standing in front of the thing again. I'm standing in front of the thing. I love doing it. Um, don't worry, we'll do it in a bit, bro. We'll do it in a piece. Man's got to be somewhere for four. Sorry, it's fucking mad for me. Um, oh well, yeah, man. I just wanted to have an on. I want like we got loads of time to do it, so we will. But I have to have an honourable mention for you because, as you said, like as we started ten years ago was the first was when Poets Corner started, yeah. yeah. But just like bigger than that, is what I met you like nine years ago. Um, Sorry. At, at, don't apologise, bro. It's fucking been one of the best things. One of the best things, bro. Shout out to um, uh, Arrow and Harry at the jump off or whatever. Gave some good memories and stuff like that. And like, you know, encouraged me as well, like on camera to, you know, you're like, you know a lot about this. Like, don't feel like you can't talk about that. Or you're funny when you talk about that. Like, talk about these things or whatnot. But just go into you, yeah. You know, doing Poets Corner and then turning it into, you know, going into a football lane, yeah, and merging the two cultures together because essentially in we watch football. 
we watch football, innit? Like, we watch football. Our parents watch it, all of that type of shit. Like, we've grown up in it. So it's like, the way that you merged the two together and how, from how you started it to what's happening today is incredible. And, you know, I know that you don't, wouldn't want to give yourself the praise for it here, but I speak for e pretty much everyone that is, you know, making a good wage from this and like fans of stuff like this that's been watching for a long time, that's been looking at it, know that you and Vuj have been super instrumental in the movement in how it is today. So bro, like, mm. you know, like, did you, did you, see when you started doing it, yeah? Mm. What did you start doing it with the mindset of? To merge music and football. And that I was it, nothing else. You just wanted to just do that and... No, I wanted to make a world because I said, why is it when I watch basketball matches, all these rappers are here watching the basketball and they're all good friends. But like these young footballers that are coming up, there's young musicians and like, they're, they're like the hierarchy, but we're cool and they know about us, but it's almost like a secret. Mm. It's almost like you can't really talk about this world. No, no, no. Someone needs to package it so we can talk about it. So I remember watching, so I was watching Soccer AM at the time and they packaged it so well where musicians wanted to go on Soccer AM. So it built this sort of connection. That was the place where you might meet footballers. So I was like, where's that home or that youth club where the footballer might meet the musician just by accident and then they just build a relationship. I said, I have to create this. It needs to be something that you can see. It needs to be tangible. So I thought of a, an idea which became Kebabs, Daz and Shimpads, which Mitch um, thought the name of. And I wanted to do a football show for the Euros and I wanted us to get musicians on there and I wanted to get footballers on there and I wanted to talk about football but the way we speak about football so I did that in 2012 and then Google saw it and they were funding loads of channels to make original content which came to Copper 90 and then they said to me we want the show then they wanted just me they're like who can you find to partner alongside you and you know what the truth of the matter is it might have highly been Mitch at the time but because he was suave I was like the person I, the first person that came to my head was David Vianic because we spoke about football online and there wasn't a massive community of people speaking about football online. So I knew I had to choose carefully. I had to choose somebody that loved football. I chose Vuj. And um, Vuj came down. I remember it, it, it was weird. We'd done it. I was like, I remember said to Vuj, Vuj, look, there's this chance for us to be a part of this football channel. I don't really have much information. I don't even know if it's paid. I don't know anything. And then we got the gig. And then with that, uh, I, I kept speaking to Copper Knighty. Look, I want to make some content where we get other people in. And just the other day, I looked, I brought Mitch on the channel time ago. <laughs> Big, nasty, crept and Conan, mm. wretch, because I was wanted to make it happen. Mm. I wanted to really, really make it happen. And now it's here. Mm. Footballers and musicians are very much yeah. in tune with each other because yeah. the content that a lot of the footballers think about, the 19 and 20 year olds, when I started doing it, they were 12 years old. 12, 11, 13. So they've watched me encourage something and wanted to be a part of it. So when they've hit 20 years old now, it's just like, this is what they've been waiting for. They've heard, or not just me, I'm sure there's other people, but I made it a thing. Mm. I really wanted to do it. So now that it happens, I'm so happy. And I don't think everyone's really aware of how it happened. And it doesn't, it doesn't really matter as long as yeah. it's here. But I don't want no one to disrespect it though. I want it to yeah, just carry on course. going. Sick, bro. Seriously, man. It's like, yeah, that is something to really be proud of, to be proud of, man. And like yeah. other personalities emerge through that as well. And like, I talk about Jump Off because I know that that was a place that we met Maya. That's where I met her anyway. Yeah. Maya Jama. And I remember like, That's she right, just man. was, she was super young at the time. And we was filming some videos and whatever. And she just had a big personality, very bubbly and whatnot. And then like, she was like on camera doing bits and pieces. She should have been doing a lot more at the time, I think, as well. Yeah. But um, 
you know, I I know that you kind of helped to get her the job where she went to Brazil and she just nailed it, bro. Because I, do you know what it was? She just fucking smashed it. I knew her skill set. I knew, I said to people, Maya is going to be the biggest thing we've ever seen from our scene. She just has the ability to chill with me yeah. and chill with other people as well that are not from our scene. In ve- and it doesn't look out of place. It's like, how do we, where do we package that? I remember this opportunity came at Copper 90. I went inside there and I begged them. I said, please, I have one female that will smash this to bits. And it, and, and that time I, I, didn't, I hadn't done anything there for them to even, I was just yeah, doing yeah. what I was doing. I begged Richard Welsh. I begged him. Um, he phoned me. He said, Paul, um, who, you know, if you got any talent? And I was like, yeah, remember that girl I was telling you about? Yeah. We should get her in there. Bro, they made her last. This is how much it didn't, they got all of these page three girls and all of this stuff. I said, no, that's not the direction. You need, and then she done a show called Football Virgin. Hmm. And from that, picking up, you're looking at her in a different light. She's in a more professional environment. Hmm. I just wasn't comfortable with her going on stage, bringing something and people going, oh, I want to have sex with Maya Jammer. Yeah. No, I don't want you to look at her like that. You need to look at this. Yeah. She's too smart. Bruv, when she got the Brazil gig, 2014, we are talking about the other day. I remember looking, so we're talking to a guy called Neil Stacey and I said, that's it, Maya's gone. Maya, Maya Jammer's gone. Gone. She's gone, trust me. The way she has executed this, the love she's getting in Brazil, the love she's getting from you lot, you lot are not from the world that we're in, but she's getting that love as well. That means she just knows how to talk to... You can put her in the Sahara Desert, fam. She'll, she'll figure it out. Like, yeah. she's a genius. Yeah. So, I don't want... I, I can't take too much credit for it. It's just me saying, yo, Maya, you're really good. I think you need to go over here, though, because over here... Like, when she done the video, and this is no disrespect to anybody that does it, she's done a music video for an artist... I went mad. Chucky, like a different... I was fuming. Because I said, her skill set, you're restricting it down to being an individual in a music video. If her skill set was somewhat just epitomising that, then I would say, you go and find the best music video to be in. But when I saw her in the video, I remember just saying, what the fuck? I I spoke to her like I had known her for long enough to talk to her like that, but I was so infuriated because I was like, you don't even know what you are, do you? You don't know how special you are. You don't know how incredible you are you don't get it you're mm. one of the best I've ever seen in my life you're gonna be and when I see what she's doing right now sometimes I don't even want to phone her I just want to leave her just do your thing yeah, man nuts. like you're just gone you're yeah, amazing you're gone. one of the best people in life I've ever seen she's a celebrity and she, she deserves it yes. that's no one can't come to me on the phone and, and dismire to me no fam and anytime that anyone ever has tried to do that I've nipped that in the bud Absolutely immediately. Bro, at the early stages, if you know how many arguments I used to have with guys, and they used to think, oh, I'm like, no, this girl's like a little sister fam. Like, why are you saying all of this shit with no proof? I had a guy tell me, yeah, I heard my fam, don't tell me I heard anything. I'm talking about more from a perspective of like people just not respecting the journey or people thinking, you know what, maybe just because you you have discovered her recently that you think she hasn't put no work in and she ain't done shit. She just put hella work in. It's crazy. My brother, old tens when I, old ten or old, old eleven when we met her. Yeah, exactly. Bro, exactly. Exactly. Do you know how many times me and Maya, I mean, the early stages, are sitting down? We don't have that much money. Mm. I remember in a pub and we're like, oh fuck it, let's just get some drinks. We're drinking some beer, regular shit, my bro. Like, yeah. no one can't talk about Maya's journey. She's worked harder no than way. most people I know. Um, one last thing I wanted to talk about, but we can't do it now. We'll do it again an- another time, but in a different context. Is Dad. No, no, what do you say? I'm just recording, you know? And you're you're on the... Fi- Hold on one second. You're on the microphone right now, Dad. Oh, you can't talk now, no? 
Nah, but you people can hear you right now. <laughs> okay, just call me like later then when you're free. Alright, <laughs> yeah. right, right, I, I, I don't want to blow you up, yeah? Alright, God, say that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, then I'll speak to you later. Yo! And that's man, them cool. Respect, I and I, so one love, man. All right, all right, take it easy, yeah? Yeah, I love, man. Right, cool. Let me all say right, one thing, Chuck. Yeah? Right. Let me say one thing. Go on. I thought about the last 10 years and I can say... I love looking at things and saying, you don't know what you are, you know. I can see it. I believe it. I don't give a fuck what anyone says to me. And it was you. I remember after the fourth... And shout out Arrow and Harry. We don't talk now because I went absolutely mad in this podcast and I hold no feelings to the situation anymore. You've done what you've done. I don't believe that they didn't do it, but I hold no feelings towards them. They gave me some fantastic memories. They just done one thing that I don't like and I communicated that very quickly because... At least you know where you stand with me. But no bad feelings. You lot done a lot for me as well. They introduced me to you. I remember watching the podcast. I remember watching um, the thingy about And it's the way you counteracted Snips. Snips is very educated when it comes to hip-hop. And I respected Snips. And I had a high level of respect for Skits, um, Snips because just the way he carried himself. I never mm. met no one like that. Mm. And you, I'm used to people shutting people down like that who are loud and rare, rare. You came ice cold. And you changed the temperature in the room. I remember going home and saying, that is a skill. I don't have that skill. Man came in so smooth and changed it. And then, and then I started paying more attention to you. And then I used to say to myself, this guy don't have a clue. Then you've done the Wiley thing. And I remember I messaged you. And I remember I messaged Caroline as well. I said, this guy's sick. He knew how to get through to Wiley. No one else can. Not even a label can get through. This man got through to Wiley and got a conversation. There's something in that. And everyone was just like sort of bypassing it. I remember cracking my brain for time. Me as well, like, what the fuck can I do? Mm. This doesn't make sense. He's mm. so good, but there's nowhere for him to show that he's good. I don't get it. So I just had to stay in contact with you. And I stayed in regular contact because I felt by talking to you, I would find it. Mm. And when you said do the podcast, bruv, you could have said a cooking show. I would have done anything because I knew I was getting a bit of attention mm. and somebody else could find out what you needed to do. Yeah. But I didn't know it was this. Yeah, yeah. I thought through this, you would find something else that is going to propel you. But essentially, cause where you are today, and I can say the past year, fam, the vice shit. Yeah. Like, bro, then I'm watching JD. I feel like crying fam. It's fucking yeah, it's lit. Nice. So if that's the 10 years that we've had together, yeah. and at the start of the decade, that's what you're doing. And at the end of the decade, this is where you are. I am so happy to be your friend. Like, Love, bro, beyond man. that. Serious, bro. Proper appreciate that, man. Proper appreciate it. that. It's been mad. It's been a, a mad journey. It's been a mad journey. Like, bro. I believed in you so... I still believe in you, obviously, but Chucky, yeah. the belief still I a long had way to go. was like, I know this guy is great. I just don't know how to translate it. It was very... I hate when that happens to me. It's like damn yeah. shack, but everyone can see it. Like, yeah. I hate when someone's great at something and there's nowhere for them to okay. translate it. Mm. Now, obviously, we've got so much. But back in the day... Yeah, of fuck, course. It's know, very it's different. Fam. But, but yeah, I did want it. Thank you, bro. Like, seriously, man. You don't understand what like, that does, but... But, yeah, that's a conversation for another day, I guess. But, um, yeah, I did want to say, like, you know, uh, we started doing the podcasting thing. I know there was probably some people here and there that was doing it, but I feel like, you know, we made a... A, a really good impact by starting to do this which then inspired other people to do it and I just want to have a like an honourable shout out to um, Taser and those like free shots but from where they've actually taken the podcasting thing as well you know but you know putting on use, like covering a different dynamic of things but also you know doing X amount of live shows and these type of things and like 
You know what I mean? I, it, it's 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 Incredible, like Incredible, bro. It's, it's yeah, it's crazy, man. Cause you know why I rate him. And I really like, I've known Taser for a long time. Everyone's known Taser. No one even knows how they know him, but everyone knows Taser. One thing I'll tell you is a very, very real upfront. I to bring him back here as well. He phoned me, poet, I want to do a podcast. No way. What do you want to talk about? Do it at Dan's. Chucky's brethren. Easy. Serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who should I get on it? Oh, no, I should. You got to decide that. Phone me the next step. Oh, I think I'm ready to do podcasts. These are the things. Like, he had several conversations with me, but I have it with so much people. I was Mm. like, oh, bollocks, fam. Cuz. Yeah. What he's built, it's nuts, man. With the obviously Marvin Abbey, shout out Marvin Abbey. Of course, Abbey, yeah, of course, then, man. Yeah, yeah. Mister Expose, you're a bit of a naughty guy, but shout you out yeah. as well. I've had him here actually before we filmed. I had him here. We had a good conversation actually. Time he's a ago, very smart man. Um, and and also like just other people that are doing it too, like the receipts and that. I like and I like. There's bet there's a few podcasts out there. That I don't listen to them all, but like I see moves that people are making and stuff like that, and conversations that people are having and that. And now. You look at it and now, and there's just so many. Like there's so, there's like a whole big podcasting scene now. Everyone's trying to start a podcast and all that type of thing. Um, yeah. And it's 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 yeah, it's nuts, man. The only so, thing yeah. I can't get through to. Sorry, before I need to go. The only thing that I, it spins my head is, I, ne- I I don't I just don't. When people are talking about me, I'm like, wow. How can I be topic of your comp? This is weird. Like I get wily, I get storms, yeah, I get mm. skeptical. Why am I the subject of your conversation? Because you're a guy. So, so some, some podcasts... Because you're out here, bro. Thank you, bro. Like, even if you're saying bad things, thank you. I really bro, like Bro, of that. course. That's lit. Of course, bro. Of course. And anyway, more time, bro. Again, when you come out of social media and all of these things, these conversations don't even really exist. Even that's, that's why one, of, one thing that I like to do is I love the medicine and the candy stuff, bro. I love that we can sit here and just chat bare shit and catch bare joke and talk about gal and all of these type of things, whatever. But then I also like the conversations where we like... A bit more serious. But we huh? gotta, we gotta have a laugh, though. I like the fact you come here and have a laugh. It's nice. Oh, bro. no, I love... Bro, I love it. Yeah, I love it. No, so just to reiterate your point, sometimes I'm too serious and I come here and I'm like, oh, Chucky. Yeah, no, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you got to come in and just understand that this is... This today is just the, it's, just it's not day. the serious day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not the serious day. I love it. You um yeah, listen. Did you happen? Nothing happened. Uh nothing happened, bro. Oh. But it was sick when nothing happened. Yeah. If if there's there's obviously better things that we missed than that, yeah. Feel free to just like leave it in the comments and that, innit? I can't Callum wait to will not see read it. it. Callum will see it. <laughs> <laughs> Camera will read it. Yeah, he'll yeah, he'll probably like he'll post the most interesting ones in the group usually. Alright, everyone, I just want to know what if you heard anything. Tell me what happened. Yeah, tell him what happened. Thanks for listening. Fam, I gotta be. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.